It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show. This is episode number 57 on Tuesday night, May the 12th, year 2015. And we're starting promptly this evening. It is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I want all of the listening audience to know that you are preferred guests. It doesn't matter whether you're joining us via the chat room or if you're joining us via the call. If you're just tuning in and listening via live stream, we want you to know we appreciate you. You are the cream of the crop to us. And we desire to bring you nothing less than the very best. Every week we come to you live on the air. So prepare yourselves tonight. You're in for a treat. And I'm going to get us started. First things first, let me introduce myself. My name is Francine Elizabeth Natal, otherwise known as Fran the Sage Poet. I am the host of the Exceptional Scribble Show. And, of course, I am never, never Alone, I come to you in the company of two formidable women who are the co-hosts of this show. One is Queen Nikki Taplin. She is the CEO of Business Solutions. She will be joining us at her earliest convenience. And the other formidable woman whom is a co-host of the Exceptional Scribble Show is none other than Queen Zipporah Thalman, and she is the key speaker, the keynote speaker and primary facilitator during the Publishing Tips Hour. And, of course, the Publishing Tips Hour does not begin until 10 p.m., so be prepared to learn something new during the Publishing Tips Hour tonight. Compliments of... Queen Zipporah Thelman. And ladies and gentlemen, it is with a sheer delight that I come to you this evening and present to you what we will be discussing from 9 p.m. till 10 p.m. Remember, we have an open forum discussion hour that begins promptly at 9 p.m. We may start at 9.05 this evening. But for that full hour from 9.05 till 10.05 p.m., we will be discussing the following. Our topic is self-help literature. I repeat, self-help literature. And our focus word for tonight's open forum discussion is intrinsic motivation. I repeat. The focus word for tonight's open forum discussion hour is intrinsic 
motivation. So for those of you, now is the time. If you don't have your writing tools with you, your iPads, your composition notebooks, your uh, writing notebooks, your writing tools, now is the time to get them. Now is the time to have them handy because I guarantee you tonight during that open forum discussion hour, you will have some questions you will want answers to. But before then, we're going to open up with the exclusive interview hour. That is always first and foremost on our show and the platform of the Exceptional Scribble Show. Yes, indeed. And we are privileged tonight. On tonight, we have with us for our exclusive interview hour, which begins now until 9.05 p.m., the special guest feature artist in the spotlight will be published author Mr. Reginald Murray. Mr. Reginald Murray is the author of A Successful Formula which is now available in paperback online at Amazon.com. And for those of you who are joining us via the chat room, I have listed the link in, yes, the link is available. If you're joining us via the chat room, please note that the link is available where you can visit the link and go to the page where, Mr. Reginald Murray's book entitled A Successful Formula. It is available in paperback online. Please go to that link, visit the page, read about the book, find out what the book is all about. I guarantee you when you do, you will want to own it and you'll want to purchase it for others. Also, I'm going to give you some information about the book because this is so very important. Um, Please listen carefully. A Successful Formula is a motivational book about making significant strides and major changes in our lives. It provides concrete, specific examples about people past and present and their unique life experiences, who were influential in shaping our society. It shows how to not use violence as your measuring stick, overcoming unfairness, and being consistent in your endeavors. For example, if you've hit rock bottom, then it will guide you on how to climb out of your predicaments and get your life back on track. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, without any further ado, I am now turning the spotlight on to the special guest and feature artist in the spotlight. Let me introduce to some and maybe present to others the published author, Mr. Reginald Murray. Welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show, Mr. Murray. 
Oh, good evening, Fran. I said, wow, I love that introduction. That was Thank boy. you. I mean, I couldn't, that was grandiloquent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. That's very dear of you. Yes, it was. Well, I'm uh, thrilled to have you on the panel of the Exceptional School Show, and I'm really excited to get things started with this interview. First and foremost, um, after reading about the book and hearing um, all of the detail about how the book was composed and why, um, it, it's very compelling, might I suggest. And and might I add, um, it really, I find it captivating, especially in today's world. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, because we're in a world where we're in a society today where we're, Violence has become commonplace, and we need to know that there are real solutions. There are options that we can take that are nonviolent in nature and in context, which will lead us to resolution. That is so true. Um, We should never use violence as a measuring stick because, um, you know, my my parents raised me to never hit first and ask questions later. Always analyze the situation over uh, before you make a move, and I want to pass on that advice to, mm. to another. And like you say, it, a lot of killings out here, violence, is it's really uncalled for. It's it, it's senseless. It's a name. And it's just, it's it's not a winning formula at all. That's mm, the best Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well stated. It's not a winning formula. Ladies and gentlemen, as you have just heard, we are receiving very vital instructions this evening. Please ensure yourselves and any children that are listening in as well the necessary um, the necessity of taking notes at this time. I guarantee you, you won't want to miss doing that. This information is definitely important, significant, and relevant to our lives. Thank you so very much, uh, Reginald. And can you um, tell us a little more about, um, I really find intriguing the title of your book, A Successful Formula. Can you tell us a little more as to why you needed to give the book that title and um, how the mission ties in with that title, the mission of why that book was composed. Um, Everyone in life, we have a successful formula to make this world a better world in which we live. I mean, like our personality forces are different. Um, I figured that I was looking, you know, I wanted to equate that to our formulas are different, you know, just so we rise arrive at the final conclusion, you know, of, you know, um, life's journey. And, yes. And every, you know, success, I learn from other people, too. Like, I'm still on the job learning. And like you say, um, God puts us, you know, um, in a situation where, well, the next generation comes along. Maybe my generation didn't have the answers, but the next generation comes along, the answer's right there under their nose. And... Mm. Uh, that's what caused me to, I guess, give it a title, A Successful Formula. 
Mm. I see. I hear. Um, that's it. That's key. That is so, so very true. Each generation uh, teaches the next one, teaches the next one what to do differently or what to continue and what to build upon. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Um, I I wanted to say also, um, being successful, for instance, in one of the chapters, I didn't get a chance to put it in my short synopsis, but I want to highlight it in the book from Simple Ideas. From simple minds comes enormous mm-hmm. ideas. In other words, because you see someone come up with an idea, you wouldn't like laugh and silly or think they're crazy because that that could definitely be a successful formula for solving problems for tomorrow. Yes, and, indeed. And how many people um, in the past we have like kind of cast off, say, oh, they he or she don't know what they're talking talking about but their ideas lots of times i could be like um a billion dollar business <laughs> that's you know right I mean? yes indeed mm-hmm. yes indeed and people will also when you come up with a brilliant idea it's human nature that people will try to steal your ideas or like as a spinoff Mm. To, to make them, you know, look better. But let's say, where did the original, where did the idea, original idea, originated from? Mm-hmm. And I like ideas. For instance, did you hear of um, tiny uh, the Algiers African-born uh, Philip E. Maguali? Have you heard of him? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. For instance, he's in that book near the end of the chapter. Uh, he predicted weather forecasting, and his weather forecasting is accurate. Plus, not only that, he invented from his mind 300 other ideas to help uh, make life better. And I said to myself, wow, um, he really didn't um, finish no formal schooling, but look where he's at. Mm. President Clinton lauded him. And, you, mm-hmm. you heard of, and you've heard of George Washington, uh, uh, George Washington Carver, right? Carver, yes. Okay, I said Philip E. McGuali, in my mind, could be the modern-day George Washington Carver Jr. because both men have well over um, 300 inventions from Invention. their mind. Mm-hmm. And it was just a simple mind. I said, that's what really inspired me to, uh, to write this book. I like the idea that these unknowns have ideas to help uh, make this world a better place to live in. <laughs> yes, and and you know what? I want to... Add to that, there are so many unsung heroes and sheroes in the world presently. Mm-hmm. They have uh, done marvelous works. Mm-hmm. They haven't received the homage mm-hmm. or their just due yet. But as we learned, even on on the last week, we were talking about the um, renowned painter Van Gogh. And how it wasn't until after death that now his works are being revered and estimated at a net worth that, of course, when he was alive, mm-hmm. it, 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 it did not come into being. So we have to remember that, too. Sometimes it's not during your lifetime, but it, it's post your demise, your physical mm-hmm. demise, that is, mm-hmm. that you may receive 
your just due and credence mm-hmm. and, and and receive your homage or the homage and honor that mm-hmm. you are, you know, worthy mm-hmm. of receiving. So, yes, there are many unsung heroes, sheroes, uh, many unsung legends mm-hmm. even. But if you listen to those that hold uh, record, those that um, – you know, have the actual documentation of the many great things that were invented and achieved and composed mm-hmm. by these unsung legends, unsung heroes and sheroes, mm-hmm. you will say, wow, yes, some people may not be famous, but they were renowned. Oh, yes, they were. Mm-hmm. They Absolutely. were renowned. Well, did you, uh, Fred, did you also know it was Chicago not New York uh, being America's first ever city to come up with the skyscraper. Mm, okay. Did you know that? Yes, back in 1890, a 16-story uh, building called the Manhattan. And like I said, people see someone's brilliant idea, they'll take it to the next Right. Place. And, you know, this is not, I'm not casting my aspersion on New York City. Great, New York has always been uh, the melting pot of the world, but New York saw that and well, you know, the rest is history. They went berserk, and I use that in my book as an example. If one comes up with a brilliant idea, naturally somebody's going to see that and take it to another level. Mm-hmm. That cannot be helped. <laughs> right, exactly. And, you know, referring to using the term measuring stick, okay. I think that any great achievement, we sh- we can kind of measure up. Mm-hmm. to it. You know, if we have a brilliant idea, whether it be for an invention mm-hmm. um, or a composition, musical composition, musical score, um, mm-hmm. literary work, if we have something that we can refer to, you know, you need a visual. Mm-hmm. Once you have a model, then you have something that will serve as a guide and a reference, mm-hmm. and you can build from there. But you need something, you know. You need something that you can see, something that's that's um, uh, animate, something that you can envision, and you can say, okay, you know what? Now I have an idea of doing something, um, maybe a little similar to that, but with other added features. Mm-hmm. And that's how the world. Will that's how we'll start to see growth Definitely. as far as development in uh, whether it's uh, a- agriculture, um, whether it's infrastructure within cities, mm-hmm. and so forth. But you have to have a model first. Yes, you do. Yes, indeed. Well, did you know now, like most of those European cities like London, Paris and Germany, who were sometimes maybe a little bit conservative in their outlook, now they're going up with skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, yes. And they, I, I believe the the highest or tallest is in Dubai. Yes, it is. Yes, indeed. I mean, you know, and, and I remember when India at one time was classified as a third world country. They weren't supposed to be as developed. But now you're finding out a lot of those nations – uh, that were classified as being third world, they're 
far more advanced. Even uh, I think of Tokyo, Japan, and in terms of electronics mm-hmm. and how um, they're far more advanced with science. A lot of uh, the the countries that weren't supposed to be as developed as the U.S. Now they they are they far exceed us. Yes, they do. <laughs> you know, and, and many things that mm-hmm. they create. So we can take lessons from one another. I think it's all about sharing. Um, no one can do it all by themselves. No, they can't. Um, I think I believe in a, uh, what they call a meeting of the minds, mm-hmm. uh, people coming together and deliberating, and, and that's how even greater mm-hmm. inventions can come about, you know. Just think if Einstein just stayed in a bubble, would we have what we have that he was able to share with the world today? No. No. You've got to be willing to share. You've got to be you've got to be open. Yes, you do. And willing to share. It's a give and a take. That's right. That's a very good uh, theory. That's a very good perspective. I like that. Thank you. And yeah. I need you to restate. There was a quote you made: "Simple minds." Oh. And um, yeah, from yes, simple I want to have it exact so I can uh, share it. Sure. Mm-hmm. From simple minds comes enormous products. Okay. You know, your minds can be. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. They could just be very, very basic. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you? I mean, um, did you ever hear? I think it was a slave actually named. You, did you ever hear Benjamin Banneker? Yes. <laughs> okay, look well look what he did. Uh a traveling salesman gave him a pocket watch and and when you know, Benjamin Banneker when they had slaves out in the wood chopping um you know, out chopping cheese and all like that for many a days, uh he took that pocket watch apart, put it back together and you know, to make a long story short, he produced the first ever um uh, wooden clock in America. And it kept mm-hmm. time and it kept perfect timing for forty plus years. Mm. Now that is something to think about. And that is a marvel. Yes, it See, is. See, I I was talking with someone. And I said, you know, there are inventions, and then there are marvels. Mm-hmm. These are the marvelous things. The things you don't see repeated very often. They come no, at a rarity. <laughs> but you know it when you see it. It's like whoa. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I love so that. I love that. Thank you. And and my book also I talk about um an attitude adjustment. Mm. Like when we first get up in the morning, uh we don't necessarily you know rush off to work, but uh when 5 o'clock comes around, we rush home. I mean, we um the attitudes, a lot of people work up sometimes with a sour attitude, but you should readjust that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To help, it would help carry you through the day and all like that. I understand sometimes when we get out of bed, uh, we, you know, just, you know, we could uh, just don't feel right. But um, a lot of people in life, um, if they would readjust your attitude, you would see life in a much more different perspective. Because this life is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have troubles in the world when we first came. When Almighty God first brought us into being, I mean, we have he gave us problems um, to solve, to handle, and he's not going to put no more on us than we can bear or handle. And one of them is, like, the attitudes we take. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And 
That's why I'm so glad that we have you on the panel tonight as the feature artist because, um, you know, starting, of course, at uh, 9.05, we'll be opening the open forum discussion hour, and that's where we're talking about self-help literature and also intrinsic motivation. And that's where we're getting at, you know, even with your book. It's about each individual uh, coming to terms with the reality that change starts within. If you want to see a better society, a better world, Mm -hmm. you have to first see it within yourself. And like you said, the attitude, it's our attitude often that determines our altitude. That's right. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I had an instructor, Dr. Callington, when I attended an um, academy years ago. Of course, I was school age <laughs> at that time. <laughs> but uh, that was a, uh, a, a famous saying that he was known for always uh, chiming, and it would always be said at least once a day. And he would say it with such strong emphasis. And it left it left an indelible impression on me because it's so true. I've come to learn that. Being an adult today, I can truly say, yes, it, when my attitude was the right attitude, mm-hmm. I saw how things went in my favor. But when my attitude in life was not a positive one, mm-hmm. I saw how, like, you know, and it's true, doors weren't open. Doors were closed. Oh, yes. In my face. So, yes, like you were saying, our attitude does matter. It does. It really matters. Yes, it does. Your attitude, I mean, it, it's you, like you say. Mm-hmm. And like you say, I agree with you wholeheartedly that change has to come from within. No one can make that change for you but you alone, you know what I'm saying? hmm <laughs> Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, at this time, we're going to go to a music break. We're going to have a music break, and um, we're going to listen to a song entitled Change the World. (laughs) And then we'll be back with our feature artist in the spotlight, Mr. Reginald Murray. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Shining on 
Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Change, change, change. I tell you, that's and that's what you wrote about in your book entitled "A Successful Formula." You wrote how it's it's achievable. It's something everyone can do. You don't have to be wealthy. You don't have to be. Uh, well-educated, you just have to have an open mind. You have to have a willing heart and spirit to learn. Mm-hmm. You have to be teachable. Absolutely. And you have to want it. Yes. You have, you have to be to a go-getter. It. That's right. Mm-hmm. The, and also, I was just uh, browsing through my book, A Successful Formula, did you hear about this guy, uh, what's his name, George, um, I think his name was George George Dawson. Um, he lived 103 years, but almost for a whole century, he didn't know how to read or write. Mm. And the only way on papers, he couldn't even spell his own name. He, on papers and all like that, um, yes. he marked X. So finally... It hit him like a ton of bricks in a winter day in 1996. Uh, he attended school. He wanted to learn the basics, you know, mathematics. Okay. And a New York school teacher by the name of Carl Henry read this um, in a newspaper and got his name, and he got in touch with uh, George Dawson, and the two of them together in 1998 published a book called Life is So Good. Hmm. Now, almost, but he was consistent. He was I said, consistent. Wow, you know, a consistent concept. He didn't mm-hmm. give up. I mean, before he eventually passed on, he did learn how to read and write, but right, that's in the book, and almost for 100 years. Because mm. he worked on the mighty Mississippi River chopping wood, working in a sawmill and wow. other factories, and I don't think he... Didn't know how to say yes or no until he finally uh, went to school. Mm, mm, mm. Consistency mm-hmm. is key. I loved that, and that was a fine example to use to illustrate how, yes, you don't have to be the smartest kid in the room or in the classroom. No. All you have to do is be consistent mm-hmm. to finish the course, the pass, the test to complete your semester in school. You have to be there. <laughs> you know, That's it's right. that simple. It's like. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And I'm just going to acknowledge in our chat room, I believe we have a poetess who just called. Uh, by the name of Ms. Monica. Oh, Poetess okay. Monica, are you with us? Yes. Yes, welcome. Welcome to episode 57 of the Exceptional Scribble Show. And, of course, this is the exclusive interview hour. This is the part of the exclusive interview hour where we cater to the callers, and you're one of the first callers to call in. So we are welcoming you, oh, and... Um, Yes. I don't know how much of the interview that you were privileged to hear, but if you have any questions for published author 
Mr. Reginald Murray. He is the uh, the author of the book entitled A Successful Formula. He's here. He's in the spotlight. So feel free to direct any questions, comments, or remarks that you may have for him at this time. Also, no. Um, I have, I was wondering if his book was available on Amazon. I missed the very first part of the interview. I don't know if you mentioned it already. Okay. So um, now are you able to access on Facebook the accept, the Exceptional Scribble Show event page? Yes, I am. Okay, excellent, because I did list that information there. So you will be able to find the link where you can go online to uh, purchase the book and also to read uh, and find out more information about the book. Oh, okay, great, great. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll be looking forward to looking that up. Excellent, excellent. And might you have any questions for the author of the book? He's here and he's eager to answer any questions you may have for him. I don't have any right now. Are you sure? Do you want to know? Well, is he self-published? Is he traditional published? <laughs> How did oh, he go well, about the yes, publishing? Mm-hmm. Yes, of, of course. I have been questioning self-publishing. And did he self-publish, or um, did he go through a traditional publishing company? Very good. Mm-hmm. I can answer that question. My first book. Uh, it was a very short one called a Successful Dillons. I went to a, through a traditional publisher, but this book, uh, self-published. In fact, the the company, uh, the self-publishing comp- name is called iUniverse, and you can even order copies mm-hmm. of that uh, through iUniverse.com. But I went through a self-publishing uh, because they gave me a lot of good tips. They say, since you're you know, a new author, build yourself a small platform to stand on and speak, and they also tailored me the, um, the, the tailored what type of reading audience uh, you should target for, you know, the, the help with your oh, book. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I've looked into self-publishing, but iUniverse was actually one of the last ones, and I had already turned against it before I mm-hmm. really looked into this, so I may have to revisit that. Oh. And did you find that more, you know, helpful than the traditional publishing company? Was it more profitable for you? Well, I find, and this is the um, self-publishing was a little bit more beneficial. It's something I could not explain. I thought the traditional publishing would work out fine, but the self-publishing was like I'm, I'm back in school. I'm back in the workshop area. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. So it was a good experience, then. Yes, it was. It was a very good experience, and I, you know, I recommend uh, self-publishing to anybody, especially some brand new authors, if they're just starting out, because this and this business this is a keen competition, and the self-publishing they can give you a lot of tips that maybe uh, traditional publishing companies may not give you. Mm, okay. I just need to interject for a moment here. I'm getting some backfeed noise. I'm not sure right. um, whose uh, background that is coming from, but I'm going to ask if anyone has 
any type of uh, machinery on or any devices that tend to make sounds, if you can kind of mute uh, that noise for the time being, because I want to make sure, ensure that the listening audience is able to hear everyone's statements fully, clear, without any discrepancy, okay? So I want to say to everyone, thank you. I'm I'm not hearing the noise now, so thank you, uh, everyone, for checking your phone, your backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, thank okay. you. Okay, well, I, I appreciate you answering my questions. Anytime I could be of any help, I mean, any way I could, you know, touch your life in a positive way, I'm more than happy to help you. Thank you. Yes, and I did want to check with you, uh, Monica. Are you able to see the information uh, that you requested as for the link for purchase of the book? Are you able to see it on the... I I haven't looked at it yet. Oh, okay. I'm actually out driving. Okay. No problem. Yes. So, so when I get back in, I'll be able to look at it later on tonight. Yes, indeed. It is going to be there waiting for you. <laughs> and, and, and and you know what, too, friend? This mm-hmm. book, I wanted my book to be a spinoff to another a powerful author in the world, uh, Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And that sort of inspired mm. me to write this book. I mean, I like... Uh, Dale Carnegie used a lot of examples in his book, like Benjamin Franklin, Abraham Lincoln, uh, you know, past presidents and all like that. Mm-hmm. And in my book, I wanted to use, like, uh, past African-American celebrities like Frederick Douglass, uh, Truth Booker T. Washington, um, even the great W.E.B. Du Bois. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. There, there it goes again. It's like, you know, you have to have a model. Um, as a reference guide, every creation that comes about by mankind, there was something, some model, even if it was nature, if it was, um, you know, just another genius work by another inventor. But you have to have that physical model. Indeed. Yes, that you Indeed. focus on and you can build from your ideas and refer to that reference guide mm-hmm. as you two, two ministers at my church well you've heard i know you heard of reverend sullivan right yes dr sullivan yeah he yes i have now he published uh six books i think his last one was called moving mountains and then one of his associates ministers by the name of reverend key published another book from one brother to another uh and i said wow that really hit me like a ton of bricks i said both men didn't have writing degrees, and I said, I don't have a writing degree. So I said, if they could do it, and that's what inspired me to do it, why can't I? And, you know, Robert Kennedy once said, I dream of things that never were, and asked, why not? So I said to myself, <laughs> why not? <laughs> that's right. I like that. Yes, indeed. Ask yourself, why not? Mm-hmm. And I think if we would do that more, as you said, there was a statement you said, always analyze the situation before you make a move. Absolutely. If we ask ourselves why not, we are doing just that. We are taking out the time to analyze mm-hmm. our current situation. <laughs> and then we know from there, you know, can I do mm-hmm. this? A lot of times the answer is yes. <laughs> like, but we right. just need to ask ourselves why not first. And then we'll Believe learn. Yourself, you know? Yes. You know, you can. 
some things that you haven't done yet. That's right. Don't because limit yourself. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I strongly suggest anybody out there, whatever endeavors uh, you get into, believe in yourself because no one else is going to believe in you. Mm. And one year I went to the Apollo Theater with my poetry, and they told us backstage before we went on, and that business, uh, never dream small, always dream big. And in that profession, you have to dream big to make it big. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of like... Um, that was embedded in my memory brink for a long time. I said, whatever I do in life, I'm going to always dream big. I mean, if you're going to dream small, what's the point of dreaming at all? You know what I'm mm. saying? I agree with that. Always dream big. big. Always dream big. Um, if you're going to dream small, what's the use of dreaming at all? I agree That's with right. that. Mm-hmm. I, I see agree here. with that. And it's so important that we're that we never stop dreaming. I've heard people say that, but it's true because uh dreaming involves your creative mind, your imagination mm-hmm. um you're taking the limits of usually when you're dreaming and you're um having a vision of what can be uh mm-hmm. there's all possibilities that you're considering in that moment oh, yeah. um there's not a failure attempt. You're saying, yes, I can, this is a way to do it, or these are options of how it can be done. That's a dreamer. And it's when we stop dreaming a lot of times that we die in terms of our creative mind. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a scary thought. You don't want to die in terms of your creative mind because then you stop moving forward. You stop advancement. You do. Yeah. Touch on that, please. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my ministers said, while you're living, use all your talents to the best of your ability because when you go six feet under, that talent that God gave you, he's going to pass on to another living being. Mm. You don't want to go to your grave like defeating yourself. Mm. I mean, it's true. You, you know, I said, wow, that is that is deep. That is something to think about. You know, use your God-given yes, it talent. Is. To make this world a better world while you're here, because one day a new generation is going to uh, take take your place. You know what I'm saying? That's right. <laughs> That's right. We're we're going to have to set like the sun rises and the sun set. Mm-hmm. The same with kingdoms; they rise and then they fall. You know, right. there's a beginning and there's an end. That's a very good analogy. That's yes, right. indeed. Yes, it is. And you always want to prepare some. You should always have someone that you are uh, preparing for when that time comes. So you're passing on all that you know, mm-hmm. all that you have to give to to that person that's going to carry it on after you depart and mm-hmm. transition. Mm-hmm. That's right, transition. Yeah, there should always be a predecessor, always. And, friend, I wanted to pass along another advice. I mean, Poetry is they're kind of like resurrecting uh, mm-hmm. poetry from the dead. And I remember years ago, uh, a fellow, I met a buddy of mine who, who was writing poetry, and he gave me a very good uh, spaghetti analogy about poetry. <laughs> he said, throwing, uh, like poetry is like throwing a plate of spaghetti to the wall. Some of it is going to stick, and some of it is not going to stick. And the one that sticks, like you put the emphasis on, and he was, he was dead right. Mm. He was dead right because um, 
with my poetry, uh, like anything, I have to make a, a start from somewhere, and to keep writing, I've gotten better and better at it. And, like, you know, again, I'm consistent. I, I still haven't necessarily arrived at that plateau, but I'm, you know, I'm not going to give up. That's it. That's it. Never quit. Never quit. Mm-hmm. So important. So important. Because for some of us, now this isn't all of us, but for some of us, as soon as we feel or think that we're not getting to where we need to get to, mm-hmm. we change lanes. We do. We lose hope. And I would tell anyone, keep hope alive just because you're not seeing what you want to see yet. Mm-hmm. Don't let that be the determining factor of you not trying. That's right. Always try. Nothing beats a failure but a try. And if you're willing to keep, like you said, consistency, keep at it, perseverance always wins. It does. In the end. Yes, indeed. It does. And one of my favorite tales is the uh, tortoise and the hare. Yeah, I've heard (laughs) that. You know, and persistence. (laughs) Yeah, persistence won the race there. (laughs) Right. The the tortoise, uh, the hare started out real fast, but then he, uh, I guess he ran out of gas. You know, he burned himself (laughs) out. (laughs) Right, right. And and I've heard heard people say sometimes if you move too fast in life, Mm -hmm. if you move too fast, you get a bite out of nothing. Mm. I've heard that saying some years ago. You know, I, don't move too fast because sometimes if you get too fast, way too ahead of yourself, confusion can set in. You know, you can get yes, a bite out of yes, nothing. Yes, 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 yes. Indeed. Sometimes we're we're going too fast. We truly are. Yes, we are. And and it's it's to no avail. We're to no not going to benefit. Absolutely. We're going to miss things that we're not supposed to miss mm-hmm. along this journey. Mm-hmm. And there's life lessons that we are not supposed to ignore, you mm-hmm. know. We're going too fast. We're going to skip over something that we need to not skip over. That's right. So we need to slow our rolls sometimes. <laughs> That's right. That is so true. Yes, yes. There was a song. It made to, it uh, came back to my remembrance, Slow Down. Um, it was about uh, getting a chance to smell the flowers, see the flowers blooming. But if you're going too fast, you're never even going to notice them. You won't even notice them. Mm-hmm. You don't even notice them. That is so true. Yeah. And you, you know what, too, friend? Other world-renowned authors um, have influenced me because I, I think the next book I want to publish, I like the science fantasy industry, and I really do. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I mean, I just get away from the, the the harsh realities of the world. I I like that, you know. The, if, if there's a real good uh, plot or theme to the story, I read it, you know. And I said maybe one day I may try to write me a science a fantasy uh, novel. Okay, Sci- and you said sci-fi, right? Yeah, science fantasy, correct. Yes, indeed. Um. There are a lot of writers now that are going in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, it's becoming very popular today. Yes, it is. Yes, indeed. So yes, it is. that's a uh, successful formula for you to 
uh, no. take on. <laughs> yeah, I like how you put it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's very successful formula. <laughs> yes, indeed. You know, and when, I said I, I'm going to eventually pursue it, but like any other, you know, good author, I got some maybe some research to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yes, we do. We we have to authors. Um, we got to stay in that think tank. We got to stay. I had someone to tell me, live in the library. (laughs) I was like, wow, that just revolutionized my mind when I heard that said to me. And I was much younger, of course, than I am now. But um, I said, you know what, there's a lot of truth to that. And I tried to build in in my own house an in-home library because I said, you know, I should have it home too. That's right. um, As well as outside of the home. But I would definitely encourage any writer, um, regardless of what genre Mm -hmm. they are um, set out to writing, to live in the library, meaning spend lots of time reading. Become an avid reader, not just an avid writer. Because even as you're reading, you know, Mm -hmm. as you're reading, that's fine-tuning your literacy skills even for writing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the publishing consultants told me um, when I was getting my book published, you know, it's fine you take uh, writing classes and workshops, but he said lots of times go through the bookstore and you browse through the books and said you could pick up a lot of points and and tips right there. Any bookstore, Barnes & Noble's, you know, library. Yes. I agree with that. Yes, indeed. We've got to, because libraries are resource centers. They are. They really are. Just like you go to a museum and you're able to study uh, artifacts, mm-hmm. you know, and and learn a lot about what was here long before you mm-hmm. were here and um, what is futuristic, you know, now. They have such <laughs> yeah. of things that we'll be seeing, you know, that's, that's coming right. down the pipe. But um, it's, we're limiting our growth, even as an artist, when we're not, accessing all of these um, available resources mm-hmm. that are at our disposal. They're, they're here. You know? They are. Every community, thank goodness, um, it's still a fact of being. Every community has a community resource center, a rec center, a library, you know, where a lot of things happen. Um, mm-hmm. Arts and entertainment um, mm-hmm. is allowed, you know, where you can expand on whatever your artistic, creative abilities are. They are. Um, you know, they have um, times of the year, and especially now with the weather breaking and becoming a lot warmer, um, there's going to be more outdoor events mm-hmm. uh, uh, where you can literally engage in activities outdoors, mm-hmm. even painting, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in the park for yes. free and, and very oh, low yeah. cost. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of things that you can experience. I believe the... Um, Philadelphia Orchestra, they perform every so often. They'll give free concerts, and it's right outside. That's right. You know? um, it's just a matter of seeing what's happening that has an art theme. You know, you can go online and find out. Um, then there's this um, television show where they talk about, you know, what what's a an attraction here in Philly. So it keeps you up to date with what's going on as far as the calendar. You know, this month what's happening in Philly. <laughs> you know, what's tasty in Philly? <laughs> what new does, you know, a restaurant have? 
you mm. know, as far as taste. And then they have some things where you can taste, uh, they have taste testing of different things, cheeses, wines, various things. Oh, yeah, but, you know, yeah, I see that. And you mentioned something about painting in the park. Well, I used to jog down there on Kelly Drive, and lots of times I saw painters paint right by the river. That, and to yeah. me, that's, that's definitely a good peace of mind. That's very peaceful. You know, you're not in the city. You're away from it. You don't have any distractions. I mean, that's that's very serene. I mean. Yes, indeed. I, I agree with you on that. It is um, nature itself. You know, there's so many scenic uh, mm-hmm. nature uh, settings where, you know, if you can go and do art in those environments, it will really inspire you even as an artist to be mm-hmm. even more creative. Mm-hmm. As for your work, so yes, definitely, I would encourage any and everyone to do that. Right, the great outdoors, really. Yes, it is beauty, so much beauty. And like you say, now the weather's breaking. Now that the mm-hmm. harsh winter's behind us, and you know more people are starting to come out of hibernation and to get out there. You know, right? And, yes, you know, indeed. Well, you know, spring, they say, symbolizes a renewal of of, of a rebirth of the spirit of the soul and all like that, you know. And, I agree with that. And, that, you know, to symbolize, I mean, it's it's like a new beginning, a new start. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's great. Yes, that's great. indeed. I, I definitely agree with you on that. Spring, it, it's new beginnings. It's mm-hmm. a time of rebirth. Um, everything's new again. Uh, it's like everything old becomes new again. Um, uh, this is the time where a lot of, even um, a lot of plans rocket and take mm-hmm. off. You know, a lot of uh, um, great uh, plans and ideas for uh, great uh, things, you That's know, that right. people kind of had on the back burner during the winter months. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, we come out of that hibernation phase. And then in the spring, it's like we, Eureka. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, now, yes, this is the time. I'm going to launch this project. (laughs) The spring of the year is the time. So, yeah, I would encourage anyone that has a project, um, especially a literary project, if you had it on the back burner during the winter months, um, now is your time. Spring it forth. <laughs> spring forward. That's right. They say spring ahead or something. Yes. That's right. yep. <laughs> Definitely not fall backwards season. <laughs> so, you got you know, you know that's the time, you know, everything kind of starts dying, you know. That's and right. really that's a shedding. I always looked at it as a time where you shed the old. Mm-hmm. You know, right before the dead of winter, you oh, shed yeah. all the old things. You know, that's the time when you get rid of a lot of clutter. In your life, you you assess, you evaluate, and you say, you know what, this didn't work, that didn't work, I tested that out, okay, so I know I can discard all of the above, (laughs) and now I can really move forward with my plan, you know. That's right. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Mm -hmm. Yes, and in our life, yes, it takes that course, such as nature. We have the winter, we have the spring, we have the fall. We have the summer, and then we have the fall. And I, um, I welcome the change of seasons because it's, it's a living learning process. Yes, indeed. I like it. Perhaps you had a scorching hot summer, and now you have a cool breeze, a fall. You know? <laughs> That's right. We need that. We need that time of cooling down. Cooling you know, down. Because you can get 
really, really hot and on fire, and sometimes you can wear out. You can burn out. You know, you it's like a out. firecracker. You it fizzes out, mm-hmm. and and you know you got to know even as a firecracker. Okay, now it's the fizz out time. You know, mm-hmm. I need to till. <laughs> like they say, that's right. Fall is uh, symbolizes relaxation and maturity. You know, you mm-hmm. sit back, you relax, you mature, you analyze what you've done. You know, you'll have another <laughs> chance at it. There'll be a tomorrow. <laughs> right, right. Because it's like the summer. That's that young lion. You know, you you got to show out and show off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, in the fall, do. it's like you're, you're that old mature lion. <laughs> it's like you know, I already done made. My name, you know, I I I I've already achieved many things. So now I'm just going to kind of, you know, sit back and recline, mm-hmm. and you know, feast on all of the fruits of my labor. Oh yeah, you know. Mhm. And that's what it's about, you know. After you've done your best, knowing okay, now it's time for me to sit down and reflect, reflect on all that I've accomplished and learn. That's you know, great. well, you know, what is it that I should learn from mm-hmm. all that I've done so far? And, and it's you all, never you know, it's going to make you better. That's mm-hmm. right. You never stop learning, even mm-hmm. on your last uh, living days on Earth. You don't learn all, but you learn as much as you can. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, what you have learned, you apply it to yourself and to others. It's a good seed you pass on to others. Try to to make this world a better world (laughs) That's right I love that That is so true That is so true Um, There's that saying about paying forward You know it's like after life Has handed you So many good things You know being able to Now it's your turn Pay it forward You know allow someone else The privilege of enjoying Those same pleasantries That you've been privileged to enjoy. Don't hoard it for yourself because each one is to teach one. And mm-hmm. we're all connected in this circle called life, you know? Yes, we are. Yes. I think you know? Scoop, Scoop mm-hmm. Magazine came out one years ago. The Scoop was a small magazine in Philadelphia. One of their models is reach one to teach one. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear one. that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we should be doing. We should definitely uh, do that. I'm going to go to Miss Monica because we're coming to that uh, end of the exclusive interview time. I want to make sure that if she has anything else that she'd like to direct to you, our feature artist, Mr. Reginald, that she has that uh, opportunity to do so. Uh, Welcome back, Miss Monica. Thank you. Hi, Miss Monica. How are you? I am awesome, awesome. And y'all brought up some really good points and got the most motivational uh, little tidbits there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you taking your time out to, you know, come and interview and Anyhow. spread the word and give us mm-hmm. your information. And I will oh, yeah. be um, looking for your book. I will search that link up and see if I can find it and make sure I give you a good review. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we could meet in person one day. I could autograph the book for you, give you an autograph copy. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And, um, of course, you know, Reginald, we mm-hmm. definitely have to, we must have you return 
on the okay. panel, the Exceptional Scribble Show. This has truly, I, I tell you, the hour is going so fast, but this has truly been such an enlightening right. uh, time for everyone, everyone, every caller as well as everyone just tuning in, everyone in the chat room listening in. And we also want to invite you because we're now uh, going to transition into the open forum discussion hour. Okay. If um, you can, Terry with us, you are more than welcome to do so. Uh, that hour is from 9 to 10, of course. And we'll be discussing uh, for our topic uh, self-help literature mm-hmm. and for our focus word, intrinsic motivation. Oh, I like that. I like how you put it, intrinsic motivation. I You did that. Yes. I couldn't have done that any better than you. I mean, that is really... You hit the nail on the head, intrinsic, and that's what it is. That's what it boils down to, intrinsic motivation. Yes, indeed. Yes, I like indeed. that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, uh, hang on with us. We're going to take a music break right now. Okay. And I tell you, you know, there are those times when songs that really, really bless your soul they do. are um, the, 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 the kinds of music and songs that you really need to hear. And with all that's going on in our world right now, we really need peace. And this song is by uh, a popular group I'm sure many people are familiar with, um, entitled The Emotions. Uh, They were more well-known for a lot of the R&B songs, but they also did a song entitled Peace Be Still, which is a renowned gospel song, and that's what we're going to hear at this time. Be blessed, everyone. I'm reminded of the two thieves. I believe one of the thieves said, If thou be the Christ, why don't you save thyself and us? And the other said, Lord, remember me. The Lord said, This day.
Yes, yes, yes. I tell you, it's nothing like the spirituals that get you stirred in your soul and to bless you where you need it the most. And in a time and a day such as today with so much going on in our world, we need peace. We do. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, um, now we're going to start our open forum discussion hour. And, of course, our topic is self-help literature. And, ladies and gentlemen, we are privileged because we have joining with us. Uh, he was the feature artist in the spotlight during the exclusive interview hour from 8 to 9. And he's with us still. And I'm talking about, of course, the published author, Mr. Reginald Murray, and he is the author of A Successful Formula, A Successful Formula. And I must say, Mr. Reginald, your book, I definitely would classify as self-help literature. And would you agree with me on that? Thank you, I do. Thank you so much. Thanks for the compliment. I mean, I really appreciate it. Uh, You know, I put a lot of hard work into it, and... Like you said, I'm, I can't, words cannot express. I appreciate your compliment. Any way I could reach one, to touch one's life in a positive way, I'm available. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And see, that is essential to hear, being that we're discussing for our topic, self-help literature, and you are a published author of a book, which is definitely classified as self-help literature. Um, it's important that people understand, in essence, that the author's mindset, of course, was one of helping others. And I hear you breathing that. Like with every uh, comment that you rendered, even during the exclusive interview, I did take note of that. Um, Helping others was the root and the core Mm -hmm. of everything that you implied in your book. Um, and and you were pulling from various uh, sources or resources. Uh, you went into history. You used people, and I always say people are one of the best resources. Whenever you have need of a resource, always look uh, to find someone in your community that you can interview, talk with, especially our elderly. You know, a lot of times, uh, you know, they feel. Um, like they're being just tossed to the side because mm-hmm. we're not including them as much as we should. And they they are heritage treasures. Mm-hmm. They hold so much history. Just like, you know, we uh, look to, like, our museums, uh, you know, and archives to find historic um, documentation. Well, why not go to the elders in our community? They've mm-hmm. seen the changes. They know. You know, they were here. You know, they can tell us about uh, things that happened that uh, were monumental within the community that took place even before we were residing in that community. That's right. Yeah, I think sometimes we forget about referencing our elderly in our communities. They have so much to offer, so much to give, and um, maybe even, you never know, there may be some that are 80-plus years old, 90, 
um, maybe even a hundred. That I mean, that's a century of knowledge, a wealth of knowledge. Is very yes, and wisdom. The wealth of knowledge you can learn from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was encouraged. Someone told me sometimes just have a pocket recorder. You don't know who, who in your travels, you're going to meet and greet. That's and right. have that pocket recorded because it may be someone that's, yes, they're like that resource mm-hmm. person, you know, that um, heritage treasure in your community. And you could get a wealth of knowledge from them and just let them talk, let them share. Because a lot of times that's all they want is someone that has that listening ear that they can pass that information on to because they know they're not going to be here forever. Precisely. Yes, yes, and it's wholesome. You know they're not going to give you no crap. No. Someone that's been around that long, they they know something, you know? Right. And they have something to offer the next generation. Hear what it is. Find out. You know, it may surprise you. It may be the very thing that you're in search of. (laughs) To be right under your nose, don't even know it, right? Yes, indeed. (laughs) And we talk, I mean, we're talking about self-help literature but whom are the best books to read other than people that's right the best libras the best you know walk and talk in libraries walk and talk in uh novels <laughs> that's right you know self help literature sometimes it's, it could even be a child it could be sometimes a child it can come from the mouth of babe, mm-hmm. that uh, knowledge that we really need that can take us to the next level. They say, what's that old saying? I don't know who coined that uh, food for thought, but learn to read so you can read to learn. And I, I that mm. stuck with me. That was in me, you know, was in my mind. I said, wow, that makes sense. Learn to read so you can read to learn. Yes, indeed. I received that. And that is so true. Learn to read so you can read to learn. It makes sense. It it does. It does. It, it's vital. It's vital information. Mm-hmm. And uh, self-help literature, there's so much self, self-help literature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, there's self-help literature for those that are in process of becoming, um, you know, maybe there's a certain profession that you want to go into, there's self-help literature that will help prep you mm-hmm. for that field. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing like actually going into the arena. I would encourage anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you if you want to be a lawyer, um, there are actual times when you can literally go in as a guest mm-hmm. and witness a court trial and session. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there's so much. And then now with, uh, of course, uh, TV, cable, satellite, and, and television in general, now yes, they have court TV and, yes. um, you oh. know, the live uh, trials. Mm-hmm. You can actually watch and take notes and mm-hmm. study. And, you know, there's so many resources that you can access today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just have to do it. we got to do it. They're yes, giving it indeed. to us. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And I think sometimes we're not doing, you know, it's at our fingertips, but we're not accessing. So even though you can have self-help literature 
available to you, but if you don't read it, it's like you can take a horse to the water, but you can't make the horse drink it. No, you can't. You know, you have to, right, you know, (laughs) it has to be, that's where intrinsic motivation comes in, our focus word. It Mm -hmm. starts from within, even with Mm -hmm. self-help, you know. Yeah, we we have to say within ourselves, I'm willing to try this. I'm willing to access the self-help literature. I'm, I'm willing to read it. You know, I'm I'm willing to attend a self-help session, a self-help conference, a self-help meeting. You know, you have to want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. Um, and the sad thing is, a lot of people they're not open-minded to no, new things. You know, um, we're learning a lot. Um, I remember years ago, uh, we all believed Pluto was a planet. And it wasn't until most recently that an astrophysicist scientist uh, was able to prove that Pluto was not a planet. It was a star. So, and um, Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah, he's real good. I've heard. Oh, him. oh my! His um, lectures very profound, and he I knows do like. Work. Yes, but I mean, it all it took was time. Time is of the essence, and advancement in technology to the mm. degree where you could really test things with devices that were stronger, as far as um, amplifying images and things, where you could study them more closer. Mm-hmm. And really know what you're seeing and, and looking at and see more detail, till they were able to say, "Wait a minute, this is not a planet; it's a star." So I mean, you know, we're still yet discovering, we're still yet learning. So you have to be open-minded, and that's the thing. Just imagine if science said, you know, Pluto was a planet, and that's it, and we're just going to say that we're going to rule it as law. <laughs> I mean, we'd be in some serious trouble. <laughs> I know. You just, uh, I just learned something new tonight from you. I said Pluto was a star. Like you said, yeah, astrophysicist, scientist. That's right. You that's know, amazing. Yeah, and and it's like things like this. Now we're in such. I say this is a golden age to be alive yes, because a lot of things that were understood to be fact or truth, now we're able to research them and study them closely and say, wait a minute, these things are not a fact. And, you know, it's okay to discover what is fact. And and it's being embraced. That's what I'm 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 liking about this era. Uh minds are open to receiving New information. Yes. You know, yes, you I get that feeling, right? yes. Always keep an open mind because, like you said, somebody's going to come along and show you things in a different perspective that you never thought of before. That's right. That's amazing. That's right. I mean, now we have cars that, um, you know, they can uh, be fueled by electricity, 
where years ago it was gasoline only. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they have a car, I think it's hydro something, mm-hmm. uh, water and one, I think, air. They're inventing. <laughs> I mean, it's so so much going on in terms of technology and advance, advancement of technology. Absolutely. We're you know, we're discovering some really terrific, amazing things. And just think, the materials were always here. They were. It just took an open mind to say, wait a minute, I think we can do this a different way. Yes. That's we have it. The, we have the tools, the credentials, the resources right in our own backyard. Mm-hmm. And perhaps somebody with a keen mind and a keen eyesight uh, saw it and said, hey, let's try it this way. That's amazing. Yes. Indeed, that's amazing, and that's it. That's amazing. We're amazing. We're amazing creatures, and when we acknowledge that, I think that's when we can really achieve the epitome of greatness that mm-hmm. we were born mm-hmm. to achieve. But until then, it's like we're in that eggshell. You know, we need to break that shell, break out, so we can really start living. Right. <laughs> you know, we're still inside that eggshell, some of us, because we're not open-minded yet. We're not willing to learn and discover new things. We're so fixated. And, and that's a scary thing. <laughs> yeah, you <I> know. know. <laughs> Your mind becomes fixated where, you know, because you've been only thinking in one way all this time where you literally think this is the only way to think. That's and right. And you don't realize you're prohibiting or you inhibit your own Growth. That's right. Further growth and development. Mm-hmm. And it's just not the best option, ladies and gentlemen. We're, it's right. all about self-help tonight. We're discussing during this hour. That's our topic. We have some callers, uh, uh, Reginald. We got some new callers that's joining us. We have Dr. Sharonda in the caller queue. We have uh, Mr. Uh, Boston, otherwise known as the Master Scribe. Oh, my goodness. We got some heavy hitters calling in now during this open forum discussion. So we're going to go to our caller queue and invite them to join us in the call. Welcome, Dr. Sharonda. Welcome, Dr. Sharonda Orridge. Dr. Sharonda, welcome. Okay, I'm not sure what, well, Dr. Sharonda, if you can hear me, I don't know why we're not getting any uh, volume or sound coming from your end. Dr. Sharonda, are you able to join the call now? Are you still connected? Oh, yeah, I'm here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes, welcome, welcome. We're glad to have you with us tonight. Of course, we have the exclusive um, interview feature artist still with us, and that is none other than the published author, Mr. Reginald Murray. He's the author of A Successful Formula. Oh, okay. Yes. And what we're discussing as our topic for this evening is self-help literature. And I'm very, very intrigued that you would call in because you've been a life coach. Right. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, I'm saying to myself now, we're discussing self-help literature and Dr. Sharon is online. I must invite her to speak. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you could just touch on the relevance of self-help literature, how it is essential, 
um, uh, why it's necessary that everyone have self-help literature at their fingertips and in their possession, um, that would be wonderful. We definitely want to hear from you. Okay, uh, one second. One sure. Second. Okay, uh, uh, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so you said, what do I think about self-help literature? If you could touch on the relevance of having it in in one's possession, having it at home, as well as going into a library and accessing uh, such literature in a library, or even being at a self-help uh, lecture. Okay. Where well, a book is, of course, uh, the focus at a self-help uh, conference or lecture. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the um, the relevance of of the the self-help it it motivates people, and um, it's sort of like a, a cheerleader just showing perspective of you know how you should live your life, the things that you need to do because you know we go to school and we're taught math and reading and, you know, English and, and, and science and stuff, but nobody teaches us about self-esteem. No, mm-hmm. Nobody teaches us about, you know, loving yourself or, you know, being emotionally intelligent. You know, that's the things that they don't teach in school, which that should go hand in hand mm-hmm. with the, the math and the reading and writing because you you need to have all of those functions and not just one or two or not just the academic part, but being able to motivate yourself as well as motivating others. But it starts with you. So I can't take anybody no further than I've been, so it's up to me to grow. And so mm-hmm. I would say that for everybody, you know, we all have something to learn. Everybody's a teacher and everybody's a student. So mm. if you, if some things that you know you're not sure about or, or you're having trouble with different things is is real important and essential to get self help books. Um, I remember like when I first had my daughter, and you know I just remember saying I have to be a force in this world so that I can be an example for my daughter. So I started reading a lot of um, Ayanna Van Zet. Oh, um, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and from there, I just really just, anything to, like, help me improve myself and improve my situation, I am all for, and I constantly seek those things out. Hmm. Excellent. I want you to just hear something for a moment. Okay. That is a round of applause (laughs) based upon your commentary because you didn't know it, but our focus word is intrinsic motivation. Okay. That's our focus word phrase for tonight. And you kept saying motivation, motivation. (laughs) And I was like, she wasn't even with me at the beginning when I gave that information, everyone. So you were just in the flow of the energy of all of what's been uh, happening so far. I want to thank you. Everything that you said was on point. And I'm going thank to let you. Mr. Reginald Murray give you some feedback, too. 
okay. in response to what he heard that you shared with us all tonight. All right. Uh, how you doing? Okay. How are you doing? That was very. I like how you put it. I couldn't have said it no better myself. But like you said, I definitely agree with you. Change definitely starts from within. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, um, I look at others uh, that get that um, self-motivation. Um, I look at others who are doing good, and that that rubbed off on me. I said, hey, they're doing good. I can do good. And right. You know, one of the greatest, like like I was telling Fran, um, past celebrities in my book I use, especially in my first book uh, titled Successful Dealing, I mean, it's, um, I didn't uh, focus that tonight, but I use Frederick Douglass a, a lot. I mean, look what he was born in mm. slave, but look how he emancipated. Not only did he emancipate himself, he educated himself, and he turned out to be, if not definitely one of the country's greatest um, abolitionists during that timeline. Right. Mm. He taught himself to read and write. I mean, he uh, and he mastered it quickly and. You know, to make a long story short, he went around the country uh, speaking against the, you know, depredations of slavery and all like that. I said, wow, Frederick Douglass, crazy, quite as kept, crazy as may sound, I think Abraham Lincoln lots of times uh, would go to him to advice on how to end the Civil War. Mm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. He became an emblem, like... I think if your book again a successful formula, he be, he became that emblem. Yes, he did. Of a successful formula, he did. He was. I mean, he was. Uh, he was a living legend. I mean, he, well within his rights, you know. He mm-hmm. was. And I, you know, it's a shame he. You don't hear that much about him, like right. in mainstream media. I mean, I, I gosh, I wonder if he's like an underrated celebrity because he was really. Mm. Uh, he was one of the top Americans. Underrated. He, uh, yes, indeed. I agree. Uh, shape America that it is today, Frederick Douglass. You don't hear enough about him, and I wish they would, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I know I had to read um, Fred- Frederick Douglass's biography for a class, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when I started reading the book, I said, and I think my, my daughter might have been about five, five mm-hmm. or six at the oldest, Okay. And I read, I actually read the book to her. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I read the book is not only, you know, you that he was so strong and did what, you know, he needed to do. One of the things in the book, it was saying, like, when the, um, the master's wife was showing him how to read and showing him how to stand out letters and writing and stuff, the master came in and told her, you don't do that. You know what I'm saying? They can't read, and they're not supposed to be able to read. And mm-hmm. he said, I knew I had to read because it's something that they keep it from us if they don't want me, you know, if they don't want me to learn how to read. So right. he kind of, you know, he kind of, that part. And also I read it for the, um, I was talking to my daughter about materialism because mm-hmm. when he was young, he, you know, he he got his first pair of pants when he was seven years old, mm-hmm. and all he had was one pair of pants, one shirt, a pair of um, shoes, and and underwear. They they didn't have a lot, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and like I said, his first seven years, he wore like long um, gowns or uh, you know, but but no right. pants, and then. 
by the time he was seven, he got his first pair of pants. So I was, you know, trying to let my daughter know is that you don't need all of this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because the thing it is is that the more things that you have, the more distracted you get. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and then, you know, Absolutely. and one of the things they and they talk about technology and they push us towards technology. But one thing we have to remember, a lot of times we have to get back to basics because technology has no soul. No, so, that's right. So the the thing of it is, it, it don't think of the the human aspects of life or anything like that. It it does come in handy, but at the same time, we have to remember that we can't just rely on that because it takes away our ability to think and our ability to help ourselves. The perfect example mm-hmm. is <clears throat> is the cell phone. Now, mm-hmm. when you were younger, the, <clears throat> you knew everybody number by heart because you didn't have a choice. But now you can store it in a phone. You lose your phone, you lose your mind because the thing of it is is that now everybody numbers in there because I didn't take the time <laughs> you know, to um to learn it by heart, then, you know, I'm going crazy now because I don't let technology take over me. So it's like it's all about balance. So when you do something, you have to balance it out with something else. So you can embrace technology, but you also have to embrace the things, the basics, back to the basics, the things that we did before we had or before we was exposed to certain things. Mm-hmm. That's right. Excellent. Well said. Well said indeed. Three. And we've got to do it. It takes the individual saying, I will. It takes an I will. Right. You know? Um, and that's intrinsic motivation. When you start speaking and saying, I will, right. a thing, that's intrinsic motivation. Right. That's not extrinsic. That's not other people. Prompting you. That's you saying, I will. Right. You, the individual, committing to doing something. And that is so necessary. That's what we need to see more of in society. People saying, I will. That intrinsic motivation, not the following the crowd, extrinsic motivation, because somebody's pushing me to do this or prompting me to say this. But me looking at the situation and circumstance, as uh, Mr. Reginald Murray shared, always analyze the situation before you make a move. So you analyzing the situation, and from you analyzing the situation, you can discern this is what I can do about this Mm -hmm. situation. And then you say, I will do this. But if you never analyze it first, you don't know what move you should make. That's, yeah, that's exactly true. And then also you have to speak things into existence because mm-hmm. once we can do a lot of things with words, I always say we can do a lot of things with words. One thing we can do is take them back. No, you so, we have to, so we have to be conscious of what it is that we're saying and not only what we're saying, what we're thinking, because a lot of times, you know, you can speak things and it sets, when you put it out into the universe, it, it sets some things in motion. So why yeah. setting things in motion? We have to know 
that, okay, we have to make wise decisions. We can't make decisions off of emotions. You know, we have to to be logical. And sometimes when you're dealing with, like, certain things, you can't be logical, but that's why you have to step back and take a breath. And you have to be thinking it in your mind. You have to be confident within yourself to achieve anything because I can say that, you know, I feel good about myself and stuff, but if deep inside, Mm -hmm. if if I really don't feel good, it's going to show. Right. You know, in the way I hold relationships, in the way I speak to people, in the way I interact with people. Mm -hmm. And then it's about knowing yourself and being able to work on yourself and stop being in denial. It's a lot of people who feel like, okay, you know, I don't do that, you know, or, you know, I'm the best person, you know, the best mother in the world, different stuff like that. When Mm -hmm. other people are looking and saying, you know what, there's some things that you can improve on. And a lot of times we have to, you know, no matter if it's going to to, um, bruise the person right then and there, but you're you're planting a seed. We have to tell people when they're wrong and we have to hold them accountable. We can't Mm -hmm. hold it inside and then it turns into something else. Mm -hmm. And people, you know, if you feel you have a problem, you can't say, okay, I don't have a problem, you know, and don't want to deal with it, and then blaming things on everybody else playing the victim card because you have to be truthful with yourself. I always say the saddest lies is the ones we tell ourselves. Mm. Mm Mm-mm-mm. You can say that again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The saddest lies is the the ones we tell ourselves. (laughs) Yes, yes. See, I love this because we're staying right on the topic. It's all about self-help. And one thing about self-help literature is it's going to make you see yourself. It's like looking at a mirror. You're going to learn what you need to see about you Mm -hmm. and how, if necessary, you must make changes, how to make those changes effectively and do them in a positive light. Mm -hmm. So at this time, we're going to take a music break, and when we come back, we're going to hear from Master Scribe, a.k.a. Mr. Boston, and then we're going to hear from uh, Ms. Poetess Monica. But before we even go to our callers, we're going to hear a poem by our feature artist, Mr. Reginald Murray, tonight. So we're going to take that music break now. It's a song, Help Somebody, by Maxwell. Enjoy, everyone. Thank you. 
Yes and yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's all about helping somebody, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to help somebody. And guess who that somebody is? Yourself. Yourself. It starts with helping yourself. How can we help somebody else if we haven't first helped ourselves? And that's what we're talking about, intrinsic motivation. I will. I can. I shall. I will. Repeat after me. I will. I can. I shall. The help begins within yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, now we're ready to hear some poetry, and we're going to have our feature artist who was in the spotlight, Mr. Reginald Murray, to start things off tonight by reading an original poem, which he is the composer of. Welcome back, Mr. Murray. Thank you. Uh, The title of this poem is called Walk Quietly. Mm. As if I walk steadfast, aim at the chaos, the hustle and bustle, the cynicisms, the social unrest, the social unjust, the changing times, the perils, the demands. I avoid her seeds of destruction. It may lead to the city of morsels. I am the masses of the beginnings, despite my moodiness. I walk by myself, brainstorming, searching for that inner person who has the answers to those tricky questions. My spiritual vessel cries, who am I, and what is my aim? My mind speaks of me, for me, about me. I see things as I may, not as they were, to leave a path to follow, not for my satisfaction, but by example. Not to count the days of melancholy and discontent, but of hope and promise. Not to take one precious minute in vain, because with every passing minute, opportunities will slip through my fingers like sand. Not to chase that elusive butterfly. I don't know which way it may Precious little time have I to assist the needy and learn from the noble as well as the insolent. Ignorance is costly. I, too, will belong to the ages as that learning tree. The ingenuous have done their homework. I walk with honor, with caution, to Emmanuel, but I walk quietly. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Compelling. Compelling. Thank you. Um, What I'm going to do now is I'm going to invite uh, to the platform uh, poetess Monica and have her render feedback to you of how that poem did impact her. Welcome back, poetess Monica. Hello? Hello, poetess Monica? Okay, we might have some uh, connection difficulties here. Poetess Monica? Okay, Master Scribe, are you on the line? Of course, Master Scribe is on the line. Okay, thank you You for responding. Yeah, we're having some technical difficulties right now. Uh, we just had a disconnect on uh, the line of, uh, this was Mr. Reginald Murray, published author, our feature artist. So until he rejoins us, I would love for you to give us some feedback 
on that poem that he just recited to us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you know, thank you. You know it's hard. You know it's it's pretty hard for me not to decipher something. Mm-hmm. And you know, how do you decipher something that was so scripturally was so scripted, delicious and self explanatory? How do you Mm. How do you break that down with the the the, the scriptures he used and not be you know to break it down and not take away from it you know mm-hmm. so the, the 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 piece was like speaking like it was coming out of the cosmos and he said it in such a well descriptive connotation to really break it down would be taken away from it because it spoke on its own merit. Okay. It spoke on its own merit. Hmm. I can accept that as your response <laughs> you know, to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know it's, 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 it's very rare, very seldom that I get stuck on breaking something down, but that piece spoke for itself. There is no you get there is no breakdown to that. It just it it stepped off the paper like it was on a three D screen. Right mm. there in your face. Right That's there in your true. I and you know what? Um I wanna say to you, I did have that same uh reaction or response, uh such the same as yourself. It was very clear yeah the definition um was clear it was written in such a way i could see what he was saying in that piece and i agreed with it you know i did concur with every line it's so true Mm -hmm. you know um and our very walk in life says a lot of things Mm -hmm. as he was had so vividly depicted in that poem um, it's what we walk to that testifies of what and who we are and what we consist of. Um, when we're walking to things that are positive, things that are uh, spiritual, things that are of the truth, things that are just, um, that's because that's what's in us. That's what we mm-hmm. feast on. That's what we're ingesting. Mm-hmm. Um, when we digest, things that aren't good for us, then we're going to walk to those things mm-hmm. because we've already developed an appetite for it. It is us. It's who we are. It's what our makeup consists of. So our right. very walk in life testifies of us. And, of course, we know, you know, as we became a better woman, a better man, our walk changed in life. A lot of things mm-hmm. that we once used to walk too, we we now walk away from, or we don't even walk on the same street as those things are. We're in a lane that's that's so far removed from those things. <laughs> People won't find us anywhere near it. True. That's what yeah. change brings about. Yeah. You know, we transform. Our minds uh, become different. Our thinking 
is no longer thinking, thinking. Uh, the very thoughts in our minds are thoughts that are wholesome, thoughts of goodness. And so we walk. Our very walk will will display it. So a lot of times we don't even have to tell anybody who we are, what we're about, what we're doing. All we got to do is walk. And I liked his poem for that reason. He made it very clear. It's where you're walking to. You know, a lot of times we say, well, this is what I am or this is what I'm about and this is where I'm headed. But your walk will tell us that. If we watch you, we'll see who you are, what you're about, where you're headed. <laughs> it's that simple, you know? Yeah, I appreciated that piece. Yes, indeed. So thank you, uh, Master Scott. And Master Scott, we definitely would love to hear from you because we've been talking of the relevance of self-help literature Mm-hmm. in today's society, and also okay. um, intrinsic motivation. Okay. Because, of, of course, we know we can't help anybody really but ourselves. It's only once we help ourselves that we can be of an assistant to someone else that wants to help themselves, his or herself. But it all starts within the individual, and that's where the intrinsic, intrinsic, not the extrinsic, the intrinsic motivation comes into play because we have to say, I am willing to change. And we have to move in a new direction. We have to make up our mind and say, I'm willing to do things better than I've done them in the past. So if you can touch on uh, those Two things, the topic, self-help literature, it's relevant. <laughs> you always put me in a spot, big son. <laughs> <laughs> you always put me in a spot. But I'm, at, I'm at work, so I'm going to touch on both of them very, very briefly. Very okay. Briefly. So let's start with the intrinsic motivation. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, um, that trail leads to something of uh, um, motivation that comes from the inside of an individual rather mm-hmm. than from the outside of that person. Um, I think it's the it's the the measure of motivation that one gets pleasure from at doing something that they like and complete that. Of that, you know, mm-hmm. whatever they set their mind to do, and you know, they they a uh, just motivated person works through. He that person knows how to navigate and knows how to work through things, and he works through things that he enjoys most. Mm-hmm. And um, I think if I'm again, I'm. I'm listening to my inner vision now. Right. I, intrinsic motivated person has a desire for a be self satisfied and just the pleasure out of performing that task which he sets mm-hmm. his mind to do. Okay, am I correct? 
Yes, you are. And you went even further than I dared to go. I like how you brought out it's when that individual does a task or they complete an assignment and it was that motivation within them that gave them the drive to take initiative to start it but to endure till the end. Um, we're, we're talking now more so of how intrinsic motivation sets the men apart from the boys because everybody can start a thing, but not everybody right. can finish it. Right. So yeah. that endurance is key, and that's where it sets apart intrinsic motivation from extrinsic. Because sometimes people psych us up into doing things, and because the crowd psyched me up to do it, I did it but I didn't really do it so well as I could have done it if I was intrinsically motivated to do it, meaning if I did it because I wanted to do it. It was my passion, so I had drive, and I stuck to it and stuck it out to the finish line, Mm -hmm. where if you're just hyped because the crowd amped you up, (laughs) When the crowd stops cheering, what does that mean? You're going to stop running. You're going to stop doing whatever it is you're doing. Right. Exactly. And so it's never a finished work. And we got so many people that are stuck in life because mm-hmm. they haven't helped themselves first. Intrinsic mm-hmm. motivation means help yourself first. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you know what it is that you want to do. And then you do it because you have the passion for it, not because somebody else told you this is what you're supposed to do or this is what you need to do. That's extrinsic. And we know that ain't good enough because a lot of people find out later in life that because of the extrinsic motivation, they made a choice to uh, go into a profession that they weren't really born and cut for. It wasn't really for them. They only did it because everybody told them they should do it. That's a dangerous road to travel when you don't have intrinsic motivation to be that thing. Right. Very dangerous. Let me touch on this other Mm -hmm. thing for you because I'm at at the job and uh, I got to go do my round. Yes. And you said something about self-help books. Yes, self-help literature, yes. Does anybody really know which is the most widely sold self-help book is in the entire world? I'm going to take a guess at it. I want to take an educated guess. I would think the Holy Bible in America. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> It is the the Bible is the most significant, mm-hmm. most helpful self help book ever studied. Self help books, if you if they are studied mm-hmm. correctly, and if you have intent on getting something out of self help books, you have to put your whole heart into those books because those books because and have a 
what they call a um oh, on it. They have what they call a placeable effect. And mm-hmm. and that placeable effect gives that aura of giving that person the power to effectively change an individual's thinking and change things in their lives. And believe me, there's a lot of good self-help books out there. Mm-hmm. Justice. They do so much because I've read them. I've, I've actually read a few myself, you know, because I wanted to get the outside view of what's going on in the world as, as opposed to sitting in a classroom getting it and then going out into the world. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was like yeah. getting it from the outside and going to the classroom. That way I can understand the teacher much, much better than him than them just teaching me what they've been taught and have me running around like a dog loose on a damn chain and every time they want to pull my chain then I have to sit on my high legs. Oh no, I I can't do that one. Yeah, Francine. I had to stop in on you, baby. I, I do have to go because I have to make my round. Okay, well um, thank you so uh, much. You gave us a lot to feast on. Um, thank you. <laughs> you know, I always have to come through and uh, just sit down and powwow with my sister. And I just want to. Yes, I appreciate guests. it. Yeah, and I want to say to the guests, man, you keep on doing your thing, man, and stop by from time to time at my sister's show and hug and kiss her and bid her well. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's because that's my baby sister. I love this girl right here. So. Oh, thank you so much. And I love you, my big brother and master scribe. I tell you, you wear that title very well. (laughs) I just just put put on paper what's in my mind. That's all. I ain't nothing but a a man. That's all. Okay, okay. I love that. Humility. That's it. I'm nothing but a man. I'm blessed to That's all I am. I just that's marked, the mark just, right there. Yeah, that's the I, mark I just, of a master scribe. I just marched to, to the beat of my intuition and the spirit that's that's entwined within me that keeps me marching. Mm-hmm. You know? But, right, I'm just a man. That's it. But anyway, sister, I love you. Yes. Um, welcome to the guest. You know, um, I got to go. I got to go do my rounds. I, if I get a Understood. chance, I'll Thanks so go. much for sharing love, wisdom, and insight with all of the listeners tonight. Thank you. Don't y'all forget. Don't y'all forget. Graduation day is Friday. That's right. (laughs) We'll be saluting you, too. Yes, indeed. I'll post the pictures. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye for now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the one and only master scribe, and he wanted us to know a little more than what we already understood about intrinsic motivation and self-help literature and to make note of that fact which he shared one of the greatest self-help literature books ever written being the holy bible ladies and gentlemen let us not forget self-help literature is accessible to us it's available to us and if we're willing to access it whether it's uh online in the library, 
in our homes, it's right at our fingertips. All we have to do is access it. And if we're willing to access self-help literature, we're willing to do what is necessary to first help ourselves. And in so doing, we can help others. We're going to go to Poetess Monica from Southwest Louisiana. Poetess Monica, are you still with us? Poetess Monica? I'm here. Hi. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yes, I'm sure you were listening uh, as Master Scribe was expounding on self-help. I tell you, a lot of insight. Oh, indeed, definitely, definitely, and a lot of good pointers there too. Yes, indeed. Well, um, because you are a poetess and you're a devout poet, and I truly enjoy uh, hearing you as you read and and share your poetry, because you always uh, have it's always a message in your poems. So if you are prepared at this time. We would love to hear a poem, something that touches on intrinsic motivation or self-help, but it's all about evolving into a better person. Right. Okay. Um, well, actually, I'm just getting in and I'm not prepared right now. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? What I'll do is give you some time. And we'll have a music break in the meantime. Okay. And we'll listen to a song. And then uh, when we come back from our music break, I know we'll be starting, um, I believe Queen Zipporah is joining us for the Publishing Tips Hour. But yes, we'll I have am. you do do a poem and then uh, Queen Zipporah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm welcoming co-host Queen Zipporah Thelman to the panel of the Exceptional Scribble Show, episode 57. Welcome, Queen Zipporah. Uh, thank you, Queen Fran. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And how are you this evening? I'm also fine. And hello to everyone in Radio Land. I am Queen Zipporah Thelman, co-hostess of Exceptional Scribble, and I'm happy to be on another episode. Wonderful, wonderful. And yes, because we know that now we're entering into the Publishing Tips Hour, but what we're going to do is um, give you some time to prep. We're going to have a music break, and we're going to listen to a song that's on the topic of self-help. And also, um, in us helping ourselves first, the song reveals how we can help somebody else. Um, the song is by Marion Williams. It's a classic song, and um, everyone listen and be inspired by the words. Thank you.
Yes, that was Marion Williams singing If I Can Help Somebody. And ladies and gentlemen, now we are beginning the Publishing Tips Hour with Queens of Poor Thelman. But at this time, uh, we're going to check with poetess Monica to see if she is prepared at this time to read a poem. And then we will, after that, uh, transition for Publishing Tips Hour, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Poetess Monica, welcome back. Yes, ma'am. Yes, welcome back. We're ready now to hear the poem of your choice, which, of course, you have written, one that is an original poem, and um, we're ready. Thank you so much for being willing to share tonight. The mic is now in your hands. Thank you. This is, um, I was trying to find something along the themes of motivation and self-help. Um, I'm not sure if this quite fits, but it is inspirational when you meet that point where you've decided to to go on and better yes. yourself, and you feel empowered. Perfect. So here it goes. This is called Thank Evolve. You. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Re- recite, restate the title name of the poem again, please. It's called Resolve. Okay, Resolve. Thank you. My spirit slumped. I'm at a loss. Reaping my reward wasn't worth the cost. This fermenting facade of brass culmination has taken a toll on my dedication. I'll no longer pretend that all is well. Awaiting the day when love can prevail. I'll be getting up to speed now, making my mark, regaining my song like the brown metal lot. Mm. Gaining wisdom because stakes are high. <clears throat> Embarking on the journey, though I still wonder how. I will overcome and get through this when my bravado is best, is hidden miss. Mm. So a year has passed. Can I go on and cast a positive shadow over my kids as last? I remain concealed, hid behind the mask, and finding myself alone at last. Since vengeful verbosity has love asphyxiated, treasonous vulgarity costs more than anticipated. How can one hurt someone so near? whom you claim to hold near and dear. Now I cannot bear to touch those lips with rages up tongue and barbed wire tips. For all our efforts, you think we'd be first, but your venomous ego has an insatiable thirst. You curse our kids and hurt me too. All of our travail means nothing to you. I've trudged calamitous valleys and indecisive lows. Dodging mm. hand-fencing hoods and controlling blows. I'll shed no tears, not in the least. This emptiness cavity of this brutal beast. I'll be on my way now and making my mark, kicking aside the pieces 
like I'm done crying now. Now she no longer seems as long as gone around. She's recapped her pen and her friends wonder why. She's found a new love to soothe the ache. When he calls her name, she trembles and shakes. Such an invigorating experience for a rigorous her. Now she and Jesus will never part. Oh, oh my. I want you to hear something, and this is a responsive feedback to you reciting that piece. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That was our live audience giving you cheers and not cheers and a round of applause. Showing you love, letting you know that was quite a poem, lady. That was truly uh, a masterpiece, might I add. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the lesson, the message, the moral of the story. And it was well written. The flow was even, um, your word choice. Outstanding, um, even some rip, you know, some rhyme with the reason was in it. <laughs> I love well, that. Yeah. You're quite yeah. a poet, um, and I'm gonna let uh, Queen Zipporah give you some feedback uh, from her uh, perspective on hearing you reciting that poem, and then after which uh, we're gonna begin our publishing tips hour, and if you have any questions, Queen Zipporah definitely will take your questions, and she will, at that time, facilitate. So she'll be the uh, main speaker. Okay? Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, and uh, what was your name again? Queen Monica? I mean, Poetess Monica? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes. All right, yeah, so you said the title of the poem is called Resolved? Yes, ma'am. Resolved, all right. And so uh, there was one line I don't remember... Oh, boy. I can't remember how you had put it. It had something to do with, you know, um, like how could you hurt somebody that loves so long? How did that point go? How can you love someone so near who you claim to hold near and dear? Why can I bear to touch those lips with razor-sharp tongue and bald white Yeah, I'm sorry. Could you reread that? Because I, I have a hard time hearing. I don't know if it's the feedback. Okay. How can you hurt someone so near who you claim to hold near and dear? Now I cannot bear to touch those lips with razor-sharp tongue and barbed wire tips. For all our efforts, you think we'd be first, but your venomous ego has an insatiable thirst. Yeah, that was better, yeah, as I heard. Yeah, that... Um, line, you know, I would say that it's reversed, you know, thinking, you know, hurting somebody that you claim to love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, but then the opposite, you know, it's the vice versa, is that the person that doesn't love you, but that you love them and you'll let them do, you know, cruelty to you because, you know, you let them do cruelty to you because you think that they're doing it because they love you. It's all, you know, like twisted. <laughs> Mm. Twisted thinking. Twisted thinking. Mm-hmm. Excellent, Queen Zipporah. Mm-hmm. 
Right. She's revealing uh, there's a lot of people who are twisted in their thinking. Their minds are um, functioning in that manner. And so we see a lot of bitter rather than the sweet nature. And there's a old saying, you know, uh, sweet and bitter water can't come out of the same fountain. Right. And we're seeing, though, however, we're seeing that uh, that dichotomy, that confusion today where people are saying, I love you to death, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not, I yeah. love you to life. And they're literally killing people that they said they love. Mm-hmm. And the thing okay. of it is, you know, it leaves you, be, you know, in a state of bewilderment because you're like, well, wait a minute. Didn't they, this person say they pledged their love to that? They, you know, pledged their troth, their love to this individual, yet they're literally killing them? And, you know, it's like it shouldn't be this way. Um, wow. I loved your wordplay, and there was that one part in there where you t- you described the tongue and the tips and barbed. It was like barbed. Uh, barbed wire. You, yeah, barbed wire. It's like, oh, my God, such cutting. So many mm-hmm. people, um, their tongue cuts and, and really cuts even deeper than a, a, a sharp jitsu knife. <laughs> yeah. Can cut the toughest piece of meat. You know, mm-hmm. playing with me. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of dangerous um, act, actions uh, taking place in, in, in many people's lives as far as relationships go. We've got to really be more on guard mm-hmm. and preserve and protect our innocence as well as preserve and protect the innocence of others because there are murderers out there. I mean, they're murdering with their tongue. They may not have a pistol in their hand or a hand grenade, but their tongue is yes. the weapon. Yes, the tongue is the sharpest weapon. This is Queen Zipporah. And Queen Fran, I also like to comment on, you know, love is abused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. the reason why people are killing the ones they say that they love because they, you know, abuse them and you overdo and are misused and you lose it. And this is what the abusers fear. And so they must take steps and keep, actually keep that love. But really, you know, they're destroying it. Mm, I tell you. It's scary. Yes, it's very scary. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And, I, and, I, and there's something else that I thought of, too. And I had this for a while, and I observed is that in relationships, you know, there's two things that you should never, ever, ever do. And that is, you know, Number one, you know, disrespect. Number one is disrespect one another's choices and decisions. And number two, don't abuse the selflessness and obedience. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Keys. These are keys of life, ladies and gentlemen. Let us take heed. Let us uh, take note of this valuable information. Thank you so much for sharing, Queen Zipporah, and thank you, Poetess Monica, oh. for sharing. Uh, that master piece of a poem. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, at this time, we're uh, going into our publishing tips hour. Uh, for those of you who would like to call in with your questions, the number is 724-444-7444. I repeat, 724-444-7444. Four, 
and the show's ID number is the following. When you hear the voice teller made it prompt, ask you for the show ID number, you are to press the following keys on your phone keypad, one, three, three, one, nine, three. I repeat, one, three, three, one, nine, three. And if you are not a TalkShoe member, the next voice telemated prompt will ask you for the key code. You would press 1 to enter in and join the call as a guest. I repeat, you would press the number 1 to enter in and join the call as a guest. Thank you. Okay, Queen Zipporah. The mic is now in your hands to facilitate. All right. All right. Before I begin, Queen Fran, is uh, Reginald Murray still listening? Um, he left us. Uh, there, there seemed to be some technical difficulties, so mm-hmm. he wasn't able to uh, reconnect with us tonight on the line. Oh. All right. Well, thank you for that information. All right. So tonight, You're I'm going. To, all right. Tonight I'm going to read from, you know, Writer's Digest and what the topic is, what writers should do right after publication. Okay, excellent. Yes, and this was written on May the 4th, 2015, and it's on writersdigest.com, and the topic, you know, is what I've read. And on top it says, The Writer's Dig by Brian Clems. For most of us, publishing our work is what we crave most. We probably assume that when we reach this goal, we're done with a particular piece. Not so. As you may already know, if we want to maximize the benefits of publication, we can do many things after the piece has appeared. Some are obvious, like posting on Facebook and exclaiming on Twitter. Some you may already be doing, and a few may be new to you. After you publish any short piece, consider taking steps in two main categories. I do these myself and think of them broadly as, quote, external, end quote, and, quote, internal, end quote. Guest post by Noel Stern, spelled S-T-E-R-N-E, author, editor, dissertation, and writing coach, and spiritual counselor. Noel has published over 300 pieces in print and online venues, including author magazine, Fiction Southeast, Funds for Writers, Children's Book Insider, Graduate Schools Magazine, Inspire Me Today, Pen and Prosper, Romance Writers Report, Transformation Magazine, Unity Magazine, Women in Higher Education, Women on Writing, Writers Digest, and The Writer. She has also published pieces and anthologies, including Chicken Soup for the Soul Books, has contributed several columns to writing publications, and recently became a volunteer judge for Rate Your Story. With a Ph.D. from Columbia University, Noel has for 30 years assisted doctoral candidates to complete their dissertations finally. Based on her practice, her handbook addressing dissertation writers is overlooked, but very important non-academic difficulties will be published in September 2015 by Roman and Littlefield Education. The title... Challenges in Writing Your Dissertation, Coping with the Emotional, Interpersonal, and Spiritual Struggles. 
in Noel's previous book, Trust Your Life, Forgive Yourself, and Go After Your Dreams, Unity Books 2011. She draws examples from her academic consulting and other aspects of life to help readers release regrets, relabel their past, and reach their lifelong yearning. Her webinar about the book can be seen on YouTube. Visit Noelle's website, trustyourlifenow.com. External. Think of this category as anything outside your workspace. Even though your article may appear in a small, even obscure publication, offer online, it's still, it's still an accomplishment and a credit. So write to the accepting editor. I think writers often take editors for granted. Editors have a hard job, too, and many must plant themselves in sterile cubicles or lonely home offices surrounded by piles of submissions and impossible lists of tasks and deadlines. I make a point of writing the editor shortly after publication, after I've gotten the check and complimentary copies and bought another two dozen myself. In my letter, I thank the editor for the fee and issues, and I also praise, A, something about my article, other than a brilliant writing, and B, something else on in the issue. For example, I voice appreciation for the crisp layout of my piece or a photo that captures the essence. For other entries in the issue, I praise an author's particularly helpful column, a moving poem, or an article that taught me something new. Sometimes editors reply with gratitude. Sometimes they don't. Either way, I always feel good writing these notes. I believe the editors do feel appreciated and even subliminally will hold a special place for me as a considerate author in their hearts and hopefully on their editorial calendars. Tell everyone, we writers may have a hard time self-promoting especially if our piece appears in a publication no one but four suppressed poets has ever heard of. Nevertheless, publication, any publication, is cause for pride, the good kind, and declaration. Post your news with a link, if possible, not only on Facebook and Twitter, but also on your email signature, website, and any other social media you're addicted to. Equally important, speak up to everyone you know or bump into. Announcement may take place. You can be casual but purposive in person or on the phone. For example, your friend, hi, how are you? You, great, thanks, don't stop. And my latest news is that my essay on how not to let your child get in the way of your writing is published this month and parenting away. Wait for the congratulations or squeal. Then lower your eyes, smile a little, and murmur, thank you so much. Practice, too, on neighbors, salespeople, the supermarket grocery manager you've known for years. When I told a server in a local restaurant about my book, Trust Your Life, to my pleased surprise, she declared, I'm going to buy three copies for myself, my daughter, and my best friend. Mm. Create your own variations of your announcement. What to say and how will, and how will get easier and more natural and you'll be getting excellent practice for when your master's home hits the bookstores and talk shows. Internal. This category is obviously anything you do inside. Some of my suggestions will sound like grunt work, but they pay off. Keep good records. We may scoff or groan at what seems like an accountant mentality about keeping records. After all, we're creative. But the greatest artists in every field can't function without lists. 
of paint, brushes, solvents, notebooks, printer cartridges, pens, marble slabs, chisels, mud, mixing bowls, music paper, not to mention computer folders and files and somewhat organized places for quick access to supplies and both scheduled creative sessions or ideas that descend with ferocious urgency. Your system of cascading post-its may have been good enough for the acceptances you got once a year, but now you're publishing more regularly. Please don't rely on your memory or those scraps that can whirl like a tornado at the first need. Here are some suggestions that may have worked for me to keep good records. Track your pieces. As you send out your work, keep track of the titles, where you send, dates you send, and the responses. Mm. Various types of software are available for tracking. Free systems include S-A-M-M, parentheses, sandbaggers, dot, the number 8, M, like Matt, dot com, forward slash S-A-M-M, dot HTM, close parentheses, and Writing World's Fine Simple Tracker, parentheses, writing-world.com, forward slash store, forward slash year, forward slash index dot S-H-T, like Todd, M, like Matt, L, as in Larry. Prepaid systems can be found at Duo Troop, spelled D-U-O-T, like Todd, R. O P like Peter E as an Earl, parentheses duotroop.com forward slash index dot ASPX question mark D as a boy P as in Peter equal sign subtractor close parentheses and writersmarket.com. Yeah. Hold um one moment, sure. Queen Zipporah. I just sure. wanted to make an announcement because I know that we have some callers in the caller queue. I want to acknowledge we have, um, I believe this is West Tennessee, who has just joined the call. And uh, West Tennessee, we just need for you to be a little patient with us. Uh, Queen Zipporah is uh, providing some publishing tips information right now. We're going to give her another uh, five minutes before she takes a break so that we can take the callers. And then at that time, we will go to you and then to Southwest Louisiana, and thank you. Yes. Welcome All back, right. Queen Zipporah. Mm-hmm. All right, yes. Thank you, Queen Zipporah. I had to go blow my nose. <laughs> no problem. Yes. All right. See also, I'm continuing the article. See also Robin Mazel's helpful roundup of track and software sites. Parentheses Robin Mazel, M-I-Z-E-L-L, dot WordPress, dot com, forward slash 2008, forward slash 02, forward slash 18, forward slash submission, dash tracking, dash four, dash freelance, dash writers, forward slash. Study what the the different software programs offer and determine for yourself whether they're too simple, complex, or totally unfathomable. Browse the Internet also for other programs. Use keywords such as writers' tracking tools, writing query tracker, submission trackers, writing submission trackers. After studying several types of tracking software, you may choose to create your own system. Many writers use Microsoft Excel, but I'm allergic to it. I finally mastered the table feature in Microsoft Word and designed my own table. I make one for each year with columns that make sense to me, important considerations, 
and type the entries in reverse chronological order. A sample. Master colon sent out dash 2015. First column, date sent 3-3 slash 20. Title of piece, write um, question mark, you're dreaming. Q or MS, Q. Publication, writers' pipe dream. Date received, 327. Their response, R. Comment, just published something similar. Payment, blank space. Now, this chart is here on the website of, of, of the article I just I am reading, so I'm going to skip down, and then I'm going to continue on with the rest of the advice. Keep a yeah. list of credits. Kindly curb the whimpers. A list of credits can be invaluable, and the sooner you start, the less you'll have to catch up with. Think of this list as your writing resume. As you publish more, you can add to it a great confidence booster. I've arranged mine again in reverse chronological order and by year and month. Each entry lists the name of the piece, the publication, volume, issue, date, and if the piece was published on the web, the URL. If you prefer, order your list by genre, poems, essays, articles. I also added a delicious section labeled to be published. Even if you have no entries right now, when you add this heading at the top of your list, you're affirming what will take place. Make and keep good clips. In the table above, notice the comments in the, tw- in the 211 entry in comments. At the magazine's request, I whipped off two sem- sample clips of previous work. They were in my sample clips folder. Like your list of credits, your collection of clips has many uses, but that's another article. BC, before computers, I laboriously made hard copies of my articles at the nearest copy shop and tucked them in the folders in one of my file cabinets. Today, electronics trump Xerox. The miracle of the PDF. The portable document format is an unsung software miracle. You can convert anything to a PDF, meaning that a, quote, picture, end quote, is taken of your work and cannot be altered. The most well-known PDF software suite is Adobe Acrobat. You can get various packages with different levels of sophistication for a range of prices. Adobe is excellent, always upgraded, and with many tools for manipulating your PDF. Other PDF converters called Writers are available, and they are fine too, and free. I've used Nitro, PDF, Reader, and Creator. Parentheses, HTTP, colon, Two forward slashes triple w dot nitrolreader dot com forward slash and cute PDF writer http colon two forward slashes triple w dot cute PDF dot com forward slash products forward slash cute PDF forward slash writer dot asp Whatever software you download, play around with it, and you'll get to know how to use it. Thank you, uh, Queen Zipporah. We're going to let you take a break right now so we can uh, get some callers to to ask any questions they may have or to read a poem, and then we'll come right back to you, okay? All right, no problem. All right. Welcome, West Tennessee. Welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show. 
Life is life itself, struggle and strive to survive in a world of dreams. Goals, ideals, all a part of imaginative, creative, relative images of creations made possible by a reality of life coming from within in the wells of my ambitions. Faced by obstacles, allowing nothing to stand in the way, figuring out what steps I may take to succeed the way, realizing the truth, know what to do with the purpose and plan. A gift born, a blessing in the palm of hand surely must be a guide to understanding and accepting the realness of within in the wells of my ambitions. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want you to hear something because this is the responsive feedback from the panelists of the Exceptional Scribble Show. Yes, we approve your pen. We appreciate your fine art and poetic expression. And we want you to know that we want you never to stop Uh that flow from your pen. Keep that creativity flowing. Keep that ink well full and never stop writing. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, love. Thank you. Thank you. And we will come back to you if Oh, yes, yes, Time permit. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Queen Zipporah, the mic yes. is now in your hands. All right. So I'm continuing on with the article of what writers should do right after publication. Yes. All right. The next uh, step is scan, scan, scan. Again, you have choices on scanning. My printer and scanner are HP, so I use HP, quote, Solution Center, end quote, which directs you to scan or perform other tasks. Microsoft also has scanning software. So for your clips, if your article has been published in a hard copy only publication, hold the issue carefully and scan the article into your computer, labeled properly, of course. Most of the time, the, quote, scan document, end quote, Choice works well, even with some graphics and an illustration. Otherwise, you can use, quote, scan picture, end quote. Aim for the sharpest image of the article. I also scan in the issue cover and table of contents, showing my article title and name, of course. For your online publications in a magazine, journal, or blog, you can print and or scan right from the site, again with the PDF choice. I also, excuse me, label each PDF of your published article by your name, title, publication title, number of words, and date of publication. Now save them all in your growing, quote, sample clips, end quote, folder. To conclude for now, all of these steps and suggestions may seem like a lot of work. If you're doing some of them already, congratulations. Once you recognize the importance of both the external and internal, a pre-APRES-PUB step, you will be more willing to give them the necessary time to set up your procedures. As you master your systems, it will get easier. I promise, especially if you log, scan, and file as you go. 
than faster than a document converter and more elated than an editor is yes, you'll be doing all the right things right after you publish and publish and publish. The end. Excellent. You gave us plenty of good reference information to go on as for things we should know to do post becoming a published author. And I think it's so very relevant because our topic for our open forum discussion was self-help literature, and you gave us a variety of self-help literature that's available to published authors to further promote book sales. So, yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. We approve that and we appreciate that. Um, I'm going to go to Poetess Monica. She may have some questions for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome back, Poetess Monica. Poetess Monica? Hello. Hi. Do you have any further questions? I'm afraid not. I'm oh, afraid no problem. Not. I, I've enjoyed the show. I've enjoyed listening in and everything, and I've gathered a lot of information, but yes. I, I didn't Okay, well, um, I'm with you there. I think everything was wholesome and beneficial, which was shared by Queen Zipporah. And I want to thank you for sharing your masterpiece poetry with us tonight. Thank you. I was a little rusty. I I wasn't really prepared tonight, but I thank you that I had the opportunity to share it nonetheless. That was actually my first time sharing that one. Oh, oh, my. So it was groundbreaking tonight. Well, (laughs) we thank you for, we could not tell you did a fine job. Um, It didn't sound rusty at all. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Although you were rushed, so we appreciate that. And we look forward to you calling in again next week and sharing some of that fine, yeah, some fine, uh, some more fine poems with us because it's all about um, a celebration of poetry. We're still celebrating. We know Poetry Month was um, in April. However, we're still celebrating uh, poetry even in May. That is beautiful. That's That's right. We're not going to stop celebrating throughout each and every month that's forthcoming. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Yes, indeed. So thank you for helping us to celebrate poetry tonight. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yes, and thanks also for sharing uh, poetry that did uh, focus on the theme that we had during our open forum discussion, which was self-help and self-help literature as well as uh, intrinsic motivation. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. Till next week, uh, we bid you uh, a very peaceful, restful evening, you and your children. And um, we look forward to you rejoining us on the panel of the Exceptional Scribble Show on next week. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. And now I'm going to go. It looks like we have Southeast Pennsylvania. Welcome, Southeast Pennsylvania, to the Exceptional Scribble Show. Welcome. That will be Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hello. 
Welcome. Welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show. Yes. Hi, this is Shirley Carter. I finally got an opportunity to call. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, I just want to uh, give a shout-out to the Exceptional Scribble Show. Thank and you. Wish, wish it much success as it already has had. Aww. And uh, more for the future. And Thanks. I just want to say hello to Reggie the Poet. Yes, indeed. We had Reggie with us for about, i say, an hour and a half. He was experiencing some technical difficulties, so he's no longer on the call right now. But he will okay. be able to hear your salute to him uh, when the archive link gets posted on that, on tomorrow. I'll make that certain that he great. gets that. <laughs> okay. I'm going yes. to have to run now, but I said I must call tonight. And oh, as you. usual, your show is very beautiful. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks for the thank encouragement. You. And, yes. um, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please tune in to the Exceptional Scribble Show on, let me get this right, on May the 26th, which is, of course, the final Tuesday in this month. Because on that date, we are scheduled to have uh, Ms. Shirley Carter as our feature artist in the spotlight. And our topic will be the art of communication. So you don't want to miss the exclusive interview hour with Ms. Shirley Carter, ladies and gentlemen. And that is the um, wonderful woman that you just heard speaking a few seconds ago. Thanks again, Ms. Shirley Carter, for calling in. And it's my pleasure, and I wish a good night to you and your audience. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And peace and love. Yes, peace and love to you as well. Sign off now. Okay. Okay. I'll talk to you. Bye-bye. Wonderful. I tell you, it's always good to uh, it's always good to hear from good people. I tell mm-hmm. you, you just never know um, who's going to call in from one hour to the next. And that was Miss Shirley Carter. Of course, again, she will be the feature artist in the spotlight on the Exceptional Scribble Show this month on the final Tuesday in the month of May, which is. May the 26th. So please tune in, ladies and gentlemen, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time till 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if we have to switch, it will be 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 11 p.m. So we may have to do a switcheroo because she um, she does have a radio broadcast show of her own that she produces. So if she's unable to join us from 8 to 9 or 9 to 10, we will definitely have her for the final hour of the show, 10 to 11, and we'll do the interview then. So please stay tuned. I'll keep you posted. And, of course, visit the Exceptional Scribble Show fan page, which is up and posted on social media on Facebook, the Exceptional Scribble Show fan page, ladies and gentlemen. That's where you can find updates. And also you'll see uh, poets and their works highlighted, as well as a lot of resource information that will prove beneficial to writers who are in process of mastering their craft as literary artists. You will find information, good resource information, that will aid you in that processing, ladies and gentlemen. 
Okay. Well, Queen Zipporah Thelman, yes, the I'm mic here. is returned back. All right. So that was the only article that I was reading for tonight about what writers should do, what writers should do right after publication, because I mm-hmm. felt that it was important to learn about the publishing process as well as, you know, writing your stories so that yes, you will indeed. know what is uh, going on. I agree okay. with that. I thank you for sharing You're that welcome. information. Is there anything else that you would like to share? Well, no. As I see, I think I've said everything that I had wanted to regard, you know, publishing and writing, and I don't want to sound repetitive about it being the same information, just word okay. it differently. <laughs> Not a problem. We we do understand. And, um, of course, keep us posted as well of any calendar of events updates regarding yourself, if you're going to be doing any open mic venues or if you just want to fill us in on the progress of your uh, literary project that's in uh, route of becoming a published work. Uh, feel free um, during your hour, of course, Publishing Tips Hour, to update. As well, give us update. All right, yes, I will. I just want to have one update. I have been, you know, I'm still working on my third novel, and I'm getting close to finish, you know, the finishing the fifth volume notebook of it. Mm. And another thing I've noticed is that, you know, sometimes it's all right not to write every day because sometimes mm-hmm. your mind will be blank, you know, it's taking a break, and then, you know, before you know it, then an idea will come. Right. And so, Yes, and so and then also I noticed to discover is that, you know, my stories tell me, you know, when to start and when to stop. And what I mean is, you know, um, when they're done, you know, writing. Because if I, you know, write, and I, a book is finished when you can't think of any more ideas to write to it, and, you know, when the, uh, those same ideas are worded differently. <laughs> hmm, Okay. See, that's important information because people need to know when to stop, when to put a period, mm-hmm. when to um, digress, when to end mm-hmm. a storyline. So thank you. That's always important to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, since I don't have anything else you know, to say, I'm going to sign off. Okay. And best of success to you as well, Queen Zipporah. And the same to you, Queen Fran. Thank you. Yes, and to everyone listening to Exceptional Scribble on Radio Land, this is Queen's Report Thelman. I'm signing off. Until next time, have a pleasant night. Thank you, Queen's Zipporah. Have a pleasant night's rest as well. All righty. Bye. Bye for now. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to start wrapping up for tonight, but we want to hear a poem one more poem uh, by Elder Peep, Elder Scribe Bishop Peep, that is. Uh, welcome back, Elder Scribe Bishop Peep. Yeah, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, and thank you, uh, Lady Queen Sephora, for all the uh, uh, enlightenment and this night. And this piece is titled... Blind, listen, eyes, ears can't see. Mm. Can you repeat that for us and just a little louder for us so everyone can make out all of what you're saying, and thank you. Yeah. Blind, listen, eyes, ears can't see. Mm-hmm. 
Blind, listen, eyes, ears can't see. What in the world in this life makes sense? What's real? What in the world have I heard untrue? Why in the world, why in this world can't we see it takes faith to believe? Blind, listen, eyes, ears can't see. Heard the words love, but can't see. Mm-hmm. See the hate in the eyes. Uh, blind, listen, eyes can't see. You're killing me. Uh, what in the world in this life makes sense? What's real? What in the world have I heard of? Why in the world can't we see? It takes faith to believe. Mm-hmm. Say, Lord, lay me down to sleep. If I should die before I wake, I pray to you my soul to take. For if I shall awake, give sight, for I am blind. Give me wisdom, for time's ears didn't listen. Bless my eyes, for I am lost, I saw not. Bless understanding to my ear, that I have a reason for living. Instead of being dead, sleep, blind, Lord, forgive me. I was deaf and dumb. I had a cussing tongue. Mm. I would sense attractions. Heard the word, but uh, you couldn't tell me nothing. No, I, no ears to that voice. I say no ears to that voice. Parts of the world in this life, blind. Listen, eyes, ears, can't see. Holy wilderness, that's that peace. Outstanding. That was really exceptional. I'll describe Bishop Pete, and I want you to hear something. Yes. Yes, yes. That's our way of saying... We approve your pen. Yes, indeed. We approve your pen. And that was exceptional, Scribble. We want you to continue to be the scribe that you were born to become. Uh, We truly approve your pen. All of what that piece states is true. And it's... uh, a piece that will convict. Yeah. It will convict the mind and the heart of an individual. And we need that. We need to be convicted at times. Because sometimes our way of thinking and even our imaginations are not positive. We need a change. And that piece speaks of that, our need for change. I need to listen, you know. We need to listen. We and need to, to seek, listen. you know, it's it's all in seeking too. Whatever yeah. we seek we're gonna find. You know, I remember hearing a saying, um, if you go looking for trouble you'll find it. And it's true. Yeah. What are you seeking? What are you looking for? Um uh and that's that's something it's a personal uh you know, it's 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 revolution of the mind is is a actually is a pers personal journey. The individual has to uh, think differently. 
be endowed, be empowered to think higher, on a higher level, on a higher plane than they were thinking prior. So it's all about the intrinsic motivation we have to decide within ourselves. It's time for change. And yes, I have to change. We're the ones that have to change first. Once we change, then the world changes. But it starts from within. So thank you for that piece. I'll describe. It's a piece. <laughs> I always enjoy it. And, it. and also it's how how you are emphatic when you read and recite your poems. I really appreciate that artistry. Thank you. I am so uh, gifted and lifted at this at this moment. <laughs> mm. You know, uh, just by the flow back. And, you know, uh, later friend, we have, uh, you know, a converse uh, of uh, universal uh, uh, poetic mind in, in intertwining. In, in, mm-hmm. You just bring the scribble out of me. So, uh, <laughs> okay, okay, I like that. You're the first person that coined that phrase on this show. I bring the scribble out of you. I love that. <laughs> so it's just it's just one love. Yes. Yes, and to you and to the uh network platform that you bring and I, I love uh each that you invite. I do like and I do share and um so so others can, you know, capture um the the you know, the the whole essence of of uh, a scribble. And thank so, you. Yes, ma'am. I'm so I'm going to say love and tonight. I thank you for uh, opening up your ears and your mind and your hearts to me. So, yes, my yes. pleasure, my pleasure. Well, you have a very peaceful and restful night, um, and thanks again for sharing your loveitry. I like to call poetry that was well written and written with love. I like to call it loveitry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, indeed. And we look forward to you calling back on next next week's show. Yes, I will. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to welcome at this time uh, Nakia, Lady Nakia from Nakia's Open Book. Welcome. Thank you, Fran. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Thank you, lady. It's so good to hear your voice. <laughs> I know. It's been a long time. <laughs> yes, it's been a while. But you know what? Hearing your voice, it's like, you know, you never even was gone. Um, it's truly it's truly well-received on my part and on the part of the panelists. We thank you for joining us tonight. <laughs> Late. I was hoping that you were still on. I said, let me just try it anyway. <laughs> right. Hey, we're still on. Sometimes we go overtime. We usually start at 8, so we usually try to end at 11, but usually 11 to 11.30. That's the window okay. of time we're working with. But um, might you have a poem that you'd like to read and share with everyone tonight? No, not tonight. Okay. And, I was just um, in Oh, well, thank you. That's always much appreciated. Thank you so much for showing up and coming through just with some love and support. And 
Would you like to speak on, because we've been discussing this evening uh, self-help literature, its relevance in today's society, and also intrinsic motivation. That's when you use words like I will, I shall, I can. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the intrinsic motivation, uh, power words. So is there anything that you would like to share with everyone listening, maybe um, a word of encouragement, um, some something positive, just to inspire the listening audience to continue on their journey because it is a journey as as for uh, becoming a published author. And uh, sometimes along the way, people become discouraged because they encounter a lot of rejection. Mm-hmm. You know, their manuscript isn't always uh, accepted by every. Uh, publisher that they submitted to. So what would you like to say to those who have experienced um, their manuscript as a writer, their manuscript being rejected? What would you like to say to inspire them to not uh, end their journey but to continue their journey? Well, what I would like to say um, about that is to, you know, not to give up. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the times when you get discouraged and rejected, you know, you feel as though that, okay, this is it. You know, maybe this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you start you start questioning yourself. And, you know, Fran, we are our own biggest critics. Yes, 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 we are. And at times we could be our, our um, own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I would say, you know, not to give up. You know, and it's something that I do read um, from this very inspirational picture that was I was given. And, you know, it says, you know, dream for today, hope for tomorrow, for the future, and believe in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I would have to say that you have to believe in yourself and know that this is your calling and yeah. know that this is your dream and not to give up. That's to keep right. going to keep going after your dream and your goals. Not to give up. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself. Awesome, awesome. That and even that positive affirmation piece that you shared. Um, if you could re recite that for everyone about dreams, then, please. Dream for today. Mhm. Hope for the future and believe in tomorrow. Mm, dream for today, hope for the future, and believe in tomorrow. Awesome. And that is a must. That's intri- It takes intrinsic motivation to do all of the above, as you yes, have stated. Thank you. Thank you. I tell you, you were meant to call in. It was meant for us to still be on the line tonight because everything that you shared definitely confirms a lot of what was shared earlier on during the open forum discussion hour. So thank you. You're welcome. Yes, indeed. And, of course, you know the door of the Exceptional Scribble Show swings widely open to you. We will definitely be interviewing you in um, our future, and we're looking to interview you sometime between uh, October and November. So I will definitely be in touch with you to uh reserve a date for you because we're booked right now all the way through till October. 
Okay. Yes, well, indeed. I'll hear from you before then. <laughs> yes, we will definitely <laughs> stay connected. Anytime you call in, too, if you have a poem, uh, feel free to share it. We definitely are still celebrating uh, poetry. We are not ending celebrating poetry just because May is not uh, National Poetry Month. We're celebrating poetry all the time on this show. So <laughs> feel free to bring your love and your poetry whenever you call us, call into the show. I will. Thank you. You're welcome. And thanks again for all that you shared tonight. You're welcome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, for next week, which is May the 19th, we will have Mr. Ronald Gray, who is a photo journalist. We will have him as the feature artist in the spotlight, and the topic will be the plot of the photojournalist during the open forum discussion and during the exclusive interview from 8 till 9 p.m. And our focus word will be documentation. So I'm inviting everyone to come and join us on next Tuesday for another time of enrichment on the Exceptional Scribble Show. I thank everyone for calling in. I thank everyone for joining the call tonight. And before we end tonight's show, uh, we're going to hear a song. Because we're talking about intrinsic motivation, where you have to look within yourself and discover or find out what is the truth about you. And in order to do that successfully, you have to be willing to remove any mask. A lot of us go through life wearing masks. And we're not really truly being our true self. Well, this is a song. It's entitled The Removal of the Mask. And it's by uh, a minister, Daryl Coley. Enjoy and be inspired. Be inspired, ladies and gentlemen.
the name of the show is The Exceptional Scribble Show because we're about going, getting or going back to basics. You've got to start there. You have to scribble. And as you scribble, the more you do it, the more perfected the scribbling becomes, and then you can interpret what it means. But if you dare not to persevere, you will never reach perfection as a scribe. All scribes must scribble daily, ladies and gentlemen. So if you call yourself a scribe or a literary artist, a poet, a writer, to be even more exact, then you ought to be scribbling every day. And you ought to be reading, too. Don't just be an avid scribbler. Be an avid reader. Because literacy enrichment can only come through avid reading. You've got to do it every day, ladies and gentlemen. So with that being said, we're going to close tonight's show. I want to thank every caller. I want to thank, of course, the feature artist, Mr. Reginald Murray. He's the published author of A Successful Formula. And ladies and gentlemen, please visit the Exceptional Scribble Show episode 57 event page, and you'll find information listed on how you can purchase published author Mr. Reginald Murray's book entitled A Successful Formula. I definitely highly recommend that book. It is definitely self-help literature, and it is truly motivational and inspiring to read. And for those who are on Facebook, please visit the Exceptional Scribble Show fan page, and you'll see even more information listed there. And on tomorrow, which is May the 13th, I will be able to feature the archive link. So for those of you who did not tune in to the show for its entirety from 8 p.m. until now, you'll be able to do so then. So I'm ending tonight's show saying, Bonnie... Journey, which is good night. Or bonsoir, good night to all, and, and that is, of course, French. And I bid you all a very restful and peaceful night and many good things to everyone. Good health and a good life to all. Peace and blessings. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.